0: Temp check. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today.
1: All right, my guest today has been a guest in the making for maybe about three months. Uh, Aaron Blackie is a professional mixed martial artist at basically the top of the food chain in Australia. He was going to come on after one of his fights, uh, he lost that fight and said, basically, I don't want to come on until I win again. I'm going to take a fight on really short notice and try and get back in that winner's column. He did exactly that. He just uh, he just won again and is already fighting again this coming uh, weekend for an Australian title. Um, now, I know that we predominantly have, like, a Moto fan base when it comes to Gypsy Tales. Uh, and there's people that aren't essentially into, like, the fighting stuff as much as I am, obviously. Uh, but this podcast, I guess we don't talk as much about fighting as we do about general philosophy. Um, and that's one of the things that I really respect and admire about Aaron is that he is a guy that is super into philosophy. Um, it's a guy. Uh, I'm a guy that's into philosophy as well. So this was a really great podcast. I knew this is how it would go down. I knew that we'd spend a lot of time talking about uh, philosophy in general. Um, and I know we've got a lot of great feedback from other episodes where we have focused a lot. So even if you're not a fight fan, I really encourage you to listen to this podcast and um, with an open mind and i think that everybody will be able to take something out of this chat with aaron blackie aaron blackie we're on man. on man we've been we've been, we've been planning on this one for a while i'm pretty pretty glad
0: it's happening yep yep me too so you're what a few days out from your next fight a few days out a few days out first title fight at gladstone so fighting for the belt yeah saturday night
1: what um what division are you fighting in featherweight uh, yes Ah, uh, sorry what uh What's the, what do they call them, like the... Promotion. Organization, yeah, promotion.
0: So this one's Aftershock, so Aftershock MMA. Yep. Um, Yeah, so they got a few shows going now in MMA, so they had a lot of grappling stuff, Um, the guys that run it, those lockdowns and that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that crew, so they're, they're sort of making their way into MMA and, yeah, doing some good stuff on the media side and... Yeah. And,
1: and the shows have been pretty good so far
0: yeah yeah well you know this card's got some some excellent fights um outside of myself and, and my opponent there's you know some some great names that the, the flyweight fighter thinks the best um matchup in the country at the moment which yeah he's on as well so um I so
1: good. i gotta i guess i gotta give you props i gotta respect for the way that you came on the podcast so to give everyone a bit of a backstory So I think some people may even remember, like we put on the story that you were coming on and then you had a fight coming up. Um, So you're undefeated. You went in and had a fight at Southport yep and then you actually lost that fight yep which was the first loss of your career yep and then you said i don't want to come on the podcast until i win and you jumped straight back in how many weeks after that loss did you fight
0: it was eight weeks after when we got back in just last weekend
1: and then you got you got pretty cut up as well in that fight
0: in that one eight weeks ago yeah yeah face full stitches um yeah
1: but so I guess to, to the point is you said, I'm going to, um, you said, let's not do the podcast. Yep. I'm going to have another fight as soon as I can. I'm going to win that fight. And then I'm going to come back on. Yep.
0: And it went to plan. Yep. Back on the front foot. So I, you know, I made no excuses, haven't made any excuses after that loss, but I performed absolutely terribly is, is from, from my point of view, I haven't looked at, I haven't watched the fight. It was a split decision. You know, Some people are saying, Oh, maybe you should have won that sort of thing. i I'd, don't care at all, because I know what I'm capable of, and, and I didn't perform, and I, I have a very good understanding as, as to why, um, and that's all part of the game, but I hate excuses, get you nowhere, so the only thing to do is get straight back in there and, and, and show it, so that's why, you know, we got straight back in, I was actually supposed to fight two weeks before last weekend as well, that one-fourth fell through, um, so yeah, you know i know what i can do and i believe in myself and i'm showing that so we've lined them up and it's been a bit of a blessing because now you know that took six months to get that fight after you know being in camp pulling out being in camp pulling out being in camp pulling out so finally had the fight and yeah lost and now suddenly i can get fights yeah so lined them all up and now you know doing well (laughs) so
1: it's um i was at i was at that fight i watched it with nick and um and the boys from author um george georgie from uh from fight life yep yep and um i didn't think you lost that fight but i knew that when you walked like i got my phone out to film you getting your hand raised like we were sitting ringside and i was like oh man like that was a Yep. That was a scrappy way He's to win, yeah. but you still won. <laughs> and then they raised his hand, and I was like, damn. Like, I mean, it goes to the oldest saying in MMA is like, don't leave it in, in the judge's hands. But I think that the first round, you got clipped a couple times trying to shoot, got him against the fence. Uh, and then just couldn't get the takedown. And then I think, I think, did you get him down in the first round, but then he got back up?
0: Yeah, it took him a few times, he popped straight back up.
1: Yeah, so yeah. it just seemed like a, he had a very good defence for what you were trying to bring to the table. And then I guess when you get clipped coming in on shots, does it kind of, do you think it slows you down when you do go back in, or does it make you that little bit hesitant?
0: Yeah, for, for me, absolutely it does. Like that's, you know, he had a brilliant game plan for for fighting me. Um, I think it was a very defensive game plan. Like I think if you, if your game plan is to um, back up, use the defense to defend someone's, you know, offense, it, it's not a very offensive game plan, you Yeah, know, which is why it's kind of hard. Like, you know, if, if I hadn't been caught by a few of those shots on the way in, um, you know, I think it, it probably quite easily would have gone my way in terms of yeah. the decision. Um, but that's not the point the point is you don't shoot in at someone without setting them up you yeah. punch them in the head your draw yeah. responses you slit you weave you cover and that's how you shoot and that's yeah. how I shoot and I've done that for a long long time and I'm only getting better and better and better at it and you know that that's a unique to MMA skill but that's something that like I said this this fight last weekend you can't get that much better in 8 weeks Yeah. like if, if, if you watch that fight you see I'm landing shots I'm setting them up I took him down once in each round he stayed down Damage, damage. That's you, you just can't. You know, you can make little adjustments, but that's a whole different. Like that, that fight that I lost was just blinkers on. Oh, grab! Yeah, just hold, hold. Yeah. Like, and like I said, I you know, it's it's the fight game, and if you do it long enough, you've got to take those losses. Yeah. I think you know, you, you've got to acknowledge that if you've got the skill, you have twenty fights, you'll have a couple fights where. You just didn't show up. The best you didn't show up. That's and, that's really yep, all it is. Well, and who goes through ten years? You have ten year career, and nothing's ever happened in in their personal. I'm not saying that sort of was, but personal life or not showing up on the day. Like, come on, you're gonna have a couple of those fights. So yeah, for sure. I think that the sort of sucky thing about an MMA is when you have those fights, it hurts. Yeah, you know, and you you have got to have that. It, it's a real belief because you've got to go. No, I can do this to get back in there. You can't fake it. You can't go, oh, no, here's my excuse, here's my excuse. Uh, I'll fight again in six months when I've worked on everything. It's like, nah, like, you know, I messed up. Mm -hmm. I I got hit hard a few times. I got a face full of stitches. Like, that's, uh, no complaints. But back in there, and and like I said, I performed. Mm. I've been competing since I was a little kid at high-level competitions. You know, like, I know how to compete. I don't get the blinkers on. I know how to, how to, but... It's one of those things, you know. So I think I've shown that that was me not so much being outperformed, but me not performing. But in saying that, great game plan. He's a great fighter. He's a tough guy. He's an aggressive fighter. And I'm I'm not not here to make excuses for it. Yeah.
1: The the interesting thing for me about that fight was you got clipped early, and then it seemed like you lost confidence to stand up and trade, even though I've seen your hands be very good and it seemed like you immediately just kind of got the blinkers on and said I, I, I don't want to stand up now but you can't get MMA takedowns without setting them up with strikes and you see Woodley it's like a rush shoot a double like Henry Cejudo was a perfect example against uh, Mighty Mouse when they last fought so you get wrestlers in the UFC they have to set up with strikes there's no it's just a different range it's not a standard wrestling judo range and you have to do something to close that distance but what was interesting is in the third round Yep. You got forced to stand up and trade and I think you actually got the better of the stand up exchanges in that third round. And or at least it was way more even like in that first round if you if you didn't know you if you didn't know your opponent and it was just that one isolated thing you would think like oh Aaron can't stand up yep and he doesn't want to yep but then you switch to the third and then it's like here's a guy that wanted to stand in the pocket and was getting the better of those exchanges like you had him hurt yep. as well at the end so it was like i i think that for me looking at, at that fight i was like you know what that is gonna be a, a real learning moment That's because brushless. because you 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 got forced to stand in the pocket and if you brushed off those shots and it's easy to say when you you just got, you got fucking punched in the head a couple of times pretty hard. So it's like, it's obviously easy to say from outside the cage, but if that third round, Aaron Blackie that stood up and traded kind of took those couple of shots and, and fought through and ended up trading the way you did in the third round, it would have been a different fight in my opinion. So I think it's good for you then to, uh, I guess, see that whole, like, that whole round by round and go, like, this is what I did. This is the order I did it in. And if I did it in a little bit different order, yeah, it was going to be a different fight. So you you have to have those learning moments because, and, dude, I I almost fucking, like I said yesterday, I lost my fight on Saturday or my match, whatever you want to call it, Uh Jiu-Jitsu. Combat. I lost it by two points and i had two sweeps in the fight and i didn't get points for either of them because i did i didn't stand up yep and to me like i was fucking gutted when i lost that fight purely because i think it's the same sort of thing as what you're experiencing is that i didn't lose that fight by being the the worst jiu-jitsu practitioner i lost that fight because i didn't listen to my coach i didn't have a solid enough understanding of the rules. Yep. Like, I beat myself. Yep. And That's... then, and when you have that, like, it's interesting that, like, I thought about you instantly when I yep. lost because you wanted to get a fight straight away. I want to drive to fucking Rockhampton this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yep. And I want to fight, r- like, right again. I want to do, I want to do every division I can. Yep. And I just want to get back in because I was so fucking pissed off at myself yep. because I know what I left on the table. And yep. I come home with this silver medal and I, I said to my coach, I was like, I'm going to put this fucking thing in my car and yep. look at it every single time I drive to training because that is a joke. Yep. Yeah. You know? And if, yep. It, if I won that fight, I would have probably never fucking That's thought right. about that again.
0: That's right. That's right. <laughs> I think right on. Like you, you got to take everything you can out of your wins as well, mm. but you know especially your losses because, like you said, that that's that's priceless. You say taking those shots and that, you know, my coach Dan Higgins, as soon as you know you're back after that one, got out a Seneca quote and it's you know how can the prize fighter enter you know the arena confidently if he hasn't tasted his own blood and mm. felt his teeth rattled and been beaten black and blue and you know knocked down in body but not in not in spirit and that's absolutely you know that's a confidence that. You can only get through experiencing it. Mm. You've got to take a few beatings, real beatings, not you know like we're a, a, a tough team, and they are training environment, particularly you know years back before everyone got sort of smart. Mm. And you building each of, other. Absolutely, people you know people get knocked down that all the time in in in, in that um, in that environment, and and just growing up doing judo and that with, with you know lots of very tough, hard men. Mm. I came up under you know and so I've experienced you know brutality and I've I've seen people you know choked unconscious and left to be come on, kind of choked unconscious again and mm. you know training overseas and, that. and that's but that builds in you resilience and that builds in you drive and you know I think for me you know I built a bit of momentum in the ideal world it'd be awesome to have a challenging fight like that where you're forced to bite down but the decision goes away you know mm. but who cares that's not what it's about it's about how good can I perform in a real fight Mm. that's for me that's what I want to do that's what I'm attracted to it so once you get rid of this like oh win loss oh should've gone this way and it's just results based like you said that is priceless mm. and getting to you know hit people and feel them go oh like you know that was in the third round I was going gas myself out in those body locks and I was hitting him I could feel that like that you know if I was hitting him in the first round like that yeah I think i got some good power in those strikes and you know yeah. that's you know Steve Compton my other coach we spent a lot of time with him um, you know I couldn't for those few years where I was out um, because of my knees, but we're back at it. And, you know, the hands are going to show that again in my last fight. I was winning all those exchanges on the feet. So mm. I'm comfortable everywhere now. And that's a confidence has been earned through, you know, the the real test. And
1: it's, um, there's something like, I, I feel like we saw it with Darren Till as well, like with his last fight recently, that there's something fucked up about being undefeated. And you've got to <laughs> like... Man, you were, what, 5-0, 4-0, 5-0? Yeah, 5-0. and o. Five So, and o one. can you imagine being 40-9-0, and o, dude? Yeah. Like, the pressure that... Ca- like, yep. say whatever you want about Floyd Mayweather. That motherfucker has yep. got some serious... Like, his fucking brain is Alcatraz, man. Yep. Like, to to carry that number and to hype that number... And even, yep. like, like I got chewed out by... Do you, do you know Fabio Fabio Gaylor Brothers? You yeah yeah yep. yeah yep yep so that's who my professor is. Okay and yeah. Like, yep. So he chewed me out after the fight, which I was actually like I'm actually super grateful for. Yep. Because and I wanted to talk to you about this as well with with coaches is that like I come off the mat and I was disappointed in myself obviously and it was pretty yep. visible and then he chewed me out. And he's said he's like, "You know, in in his Brazilian, he was like, you know you might walk away from this and be pissed off and think i'm an asshole and i was like nah man like i actually appreciate you more for telling me exactly what i need to hear yep like he doesn't work from like i i pay him i like he doesn't want to upset that apple card in terms of the business like it'd be in his best interest to be like oh you know yeah, you yeah, should have yep. got those points hear, you should have yeah you weren't but yeah, yeah he yeah. didn't he fucking chewed me good. out and told me exactly what i needed to hear yep and it was like i was almost like it gave me a feeling of like okay like this is a good team to be on this is a guy that cares this yep. is a guy that wants actually wants the best for me and yep. is gonna risk upsetting a student that pays him money every week yep. to try and get the best out of him. And that to me is like that's a real leader. And, you know, I wondered if it was a similar thing for you in your corner, were people being honest with you with that loss and and like kind of telling you what you needed here at the time?
0: Um yeah look I, I, I have, you know, like like me and um you know my my um coach Dan Higgins like yeah, you know, we have a very, very strong connection. Like, I would train mm. with him day in and day out, all day in, and been through a lot. And, you know, with my personal life, you know, i owe him more than I could ever repay. Yeah. You know, so we have a very, very tight bond. And, um, you know, like, I, I put absolutely everything into um, my training because I'm very cognizant of, A, I love it, so it's yeah, easy. Like, yeah. look at me, I'll put everything into to doing what I love. But, B, like, uh, I just can't you know it, like I, I struggle to come to terms with how much th- these guys do for me all my coaches you know, mm. it really I'm taken away by it all the time and I had Steve Coleman holding pads this morning he's got he was in the gym half an hour he's stretching out his back because his back's wrecked and he's holding pads and yeah like there's I don't deserve that mm. but uh, you know I, I'm grateful for it but and, you've obviously and done something to
1: earn that well you know? I, I
0: try and put in like if I'm I, I make no complaint that I've never made a complaint to any coach who tells me something to do. And I do whatever they tell me to do without Mm. complaint. If Dan Higgins says climb that rope, I start climbing that rope. I don't stop climbing that rope. (laughs) I just don't stop. You know? Like, so. I think you, you get that mutual understanding that like, uh, I, I am doing the best I can in, in, in every regard and we're, we're in you know this journey together and you know we're all there for each other and that that's a beautiful thing I think mm. that's the most beautiful thing about the martial arts because you, you form these kind of bonds through the suffering and the good times and, you know. I, I 100% agree yeah yep yep so you know for, for us it was like well what was going on because mm. that's not you yeah you know you know that wasn't you I knew that wasn't me so, you, know, you know I remember I walked into the octagon and I felt nothing you know, uh, you know and I uh, again no excuse but you know, my preparation was different to that one than any other, okay? You know, it is what, what you, it is.
1: What do you think, like, was it something you did on purpose that was different? Or were you, like, trying to... I guess, does the fact that you were kind of on a roll change in the way that you were doing it? Or what led to it being different? Because I know, like like Georgia said, I remember her saying how hard you were training, how good you looked in training before that fight. And obviously, she trains with you guys, like, pretty much every day. So, it's, like, really seeing it. So... I don't think that it was a lack of work, obviously, but what what was that, and like attribute to that feeling?
0: Look, like for, for fighting is yeah. You know, when you actually go out there and do it, it's it's you know, it's mostly mental. Like you got to have the skills, but to perform under pressure, yeah, that's the beautiful thing. Some people can't do it. Some people can never do it for some reason. Well, there's
1: that fight or flight response. Yep, and then when you like I was talking to my mate Andrew about this. He actually met him in Thailand and yep. he was an um, a amateur boxer, but fucking, you should, he is good. Yep. And um, and he did a bunch of fights. He won some state titles here and shit. Yep. And um, we, so we were talking and now he does jujitsu. Like yep. he stopped boxing and now he's doing competitive jujitsu. Yep. And, um, and we were talking about that like fight or flight response. Yep. And <clears throat> it was funny that, like I was thinking that, the fights that I've had that I've won yep. I felt so fucking in the moment yep. and it was like there was that fight or flight response and I just it brought like the a way better version of me that was just like diving on shit yep. and like like one of the fights I won in like fucking 10 seconds yep, it was bang like I saw like I set him up to double leg me I just stood up super tall and then fucking knew that he was gonna shoot cause he shot in our last match yep. guillotine rolled him over ended up in mount over yep. and it was just like you just feel so in the zone in that yep. moment and then the next the final close guard guy, i made him post kimura bang done like it yep. was over yep. and you just feel like you feel so fucking on point yep. and then yeah this week i didn't and yep. it, it's just so like you're right there is that fight or flight and it either brings this hyper version of you out yep or you're just not there at all, yep. and it goes by you so quickly, and you can't think like it's a f- it's a head fucked man. Yeah, and I respect since I've started doing this, and obviously I'm on the lowest fucking level of combat. Really, like there's no strikes, like so it's not it's not the same as what you're doing. So I don't want to try and for anyone that's listening, I'm not trying to put myself in that world. But at the at the end of the day, I think that the the response is still the same like you don't know that person you don't know their skill all yep. you you've only got to draw on your own confidence and your own self-belief yep and until i started like i've been a martial arts fan my entire life yep but and i've loved the ufc but now to watch the walkout and to watch people before they fight yep. is the most interesting thing in the world to me yep because it's so fucking
0: internal man it's crazy yep yep no, it's absolutely like and I think that, that that state, that's what um, you know, experienced competitors and that sort of really dial in on in understanding, you know, where they mm. optimally work. And um see so yeah, the inverted U arousal um theory, like so weightlifting, basic movement, high, high arousal gets better results. Something extremely intricate, you know, throwing darts, something like that. Low arousal, generally better. So,
1: in terms of arousal, you mean like the. Amped. How amped you are, Yeah, how, yep, 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 yep.
0: So, then martial arts is awesome because everyone's different, aren't they? Yeah. Like on the spectrum, some people, depending on their style, their game, the yep. way they fight, you know, look like a Hector Lombard or something, he's highly aroused. Yeah. But, you know, he, he's not, he's not, you know, establishing his jab. He's just exploding. Exactly. But that's, you know, that's playing to his strengths and, you know, that, that's how he works it. But I think everyone needs to find that that point mm. and then because it is a, you know it is a damage based sport you, you, you do need to again some people like are going to function highly aroused like you said you know like if, if you you know like you get into a real fight with someone and, and you're genuinely angry yeah you don't think about um oh have I done enough cardio yeah, and is my gas yeah. tank gonna last that doesn't get through your head yeah you're, you're there to hurt someone. ultimate survival now, it, a lot of people I think don't function very well in that state. I do. Or that's that's where like I'm optimal in that state because I'm a thinker. So if I'm too cerebral and too relaxed and not amped, too you know, not aroused, I don't function because then I'm thinking too much and I'm not present in the moment. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think you need to be you need to working intuitively. So if the preparation's done, you can work intuitively. The patterns are autonomous. Yeah. If it's not, well, yeah, you're in trouble. You know, you're out of your depth. You shouldn't win. But in saying all that, this is. Exactly why. The second that became easy, who's going to want to do it? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Everyone comes in, there, oh, everyone's awesome. Like, that's the whole point. You know, that's that's why, like, people watch it and, and I think should have great admiration and respect for anyone that puts it on the line. Even if it sucks to go out there and, you know, put yourself out there and that and takes guts, takes balls, and, you know, builds character, which is the, is the point. You know, all sport does, like I was a PE teacher, and I think sport is just a unbelievably effective tool at producing character good character because how do you win you, you know you've got to move forward you got to deal with losing you know, whinging complaining excuses none of that shit works doesn't help you so you see that like oh how's this guy so you like, well he keeps practicing keeps mm-hmm. trying his best keeps listening to you know his coach. all those things help you in everything and i think the epitome of that really is um Combat sports, well, high risk sports, which is why you know I'm a massive Nitro Circus fan, <laughs> massive Pastrana fan. I was watching that the other day, unreal. Because those guys, like I use um Dropkick Murphy as my walkout song. That was inspired from you know my coaches and an Irishman, but also um the old
1: Nitro Travis Circus movies back in the day. Yeah, no yeah, yeah, shit. yeah. I
0: didn't know that. Because like me and my brother, we loved that shit. Because that's that's the same thing like mm. you jump out of a plane out a parachute that's all up here like I know a lot of the stuff they do it's like I know like I mean don't get me wrong those guys are incredibly skilled but like a lot of the stuff that it's like that's its own skill and that's the most beautiful skill can you find me a man that can do that and it's like that's a man like that's the,
1: it's, it's like the the fucking commitment level and like it was cool in that Travis podcast to like I've known him a long time yep and to have him say like where i need to write that down like you just said it beautifully because it's like even he struggles to articulate what drives him to do that but it's almost like like he said there's so much noise in his head and there's so much internal stuff going on that that moment of pulling the fucking trigger and jumping out of a plane is like the moment in his life where there's just silence and to me, I was just like, "Holy fuck, bro! Like, <laughs> what what's going on in that in that fucking brain of yours that you need yeah. to jump out of a plane just to get a fucking moment, just to a moment to yourself? Like, it's 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 fucking crazy." And like, even did, have you listened to the Harry Bink podcast? No, dude, listen to that. Like, that well, kid's a fucking savage. Like, yeah, yeah, he's only I think he's twenty four now, yep. but um, he like he did Nitro World Games last. Yeah, he won. He did yeah. a front flip rock solid. So, yeah, like, he yeah. goes up, does a front flip, grabs the seat, lets go of the seat while he's doing a front flip, grabs the seat, and lands. But what happened, you get two runs in it. The first run does it, crash, knocks himself out, was fucking out, and then gets back up, yep. rips the fucking peak off his helmet goes up, and does again, lands it, wins a gold medal. Yes, it's like, that's... what the fucking commitment? Yep. People can't understand yep. the commitment mentally that it takes to fucking yep. do that. Yep. Like, dude, on my thing, like, this whole week before the fight, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to make weight. Oh, I don't know if I should do this. Oh, my arm's fucking sore. Yep. Oh, like, I had my elbow pop out on the Friday night before, like, okay. last week so yep. my fucking forearm like I couldn't get any grips My like I have no strength in my yeah, in yeah, any yeah. of my grip and I was like oh maybe I shouldn't do it you just have all this self doubt yep. that leads up to an event yep. and like I'm on this fucking micro scale of an event in terms of pressure money yep. there's nothing on the line man I yep. just leave that fucking stadium whether I win or lose my life yep. is exactly the fucking same but then when you're dealing with like yourself and Travis and Harry and these guys, where it's like your profession, your livelihood, like literally your life changes based on a win or a loss.
0: Yep, yep. But it, you know, you like you find you find you know, like a kid that can do that. How can he not be successful? Mm. You know, like for me, it, uh, I think character is is your value. You know, what you offer other people in in um in who you are, not what you have. You know, yep. I'm beyond that. You know, obviously get caught up in materialism like anyone does but you know at, at the core of I'm true to myself that's what I really value you know mm. the people that I value the most in my life aren't people that um offer me things mm. the people that offer me like who they are mm. you know like you know hard times are the people that support you and that and that's that's through them Like what they offer you in those hard times is through like their own development like their own um ability to I don't know to to show love well that's tough love like you coach Mm. that's still love that's another beautiful thing like people think love's all this like oh it's okay no but love is ruthless and it's also it's a beautiful thing and sometimes it's it's hard and sucks and you know but that's that's character so to have the character to be able to love tough love and that give it out it's but I think that's like you say like that that micro scale but it's like it does change you every time you deal with adversity Mm. it does make you stronger in a way that only that adversity can make you stronger
1: yeah I'd agree with that
0: and that's you know like uh, again teaching just all these kids and we, we got you know PS4 like our awesome's PS4 like they, I'd have kids and they'd say to me oh I don't I don't want to work I just want to play my PlayStation and I'll work at Woolies for 8 hours and I was kind of like, like yeah, obviously you know saying it was like ah we got a point like video yeah. games are awesome like but you know now I've really realised that like you can have happiness and pleasure um, without going through any adversity, I think in today's world, mm. but it's escapism. Like it's through, and it's so it's not, it's not real. It's not truth. And I think the only way to have like meaning and contentment, which I think should be the the, the core, you know, um, goal, like mm. find meaning, not happiness. But I think to get that meaning, you need happiness and pleasure. That's got to come through suffering and sacrifice, which is mm. adversity.
1: Well, I think that like I always use an analogy of like. I 100% agree. I, I I use this analogy of like cocaine, right? Yep. So you yep. fucking rack Perfect. up a couple lines. Yep. Bang, bang, bang. High yep. as a fucking kite. Oh, this is fucking awesome. And you're like hugging all your mates at the bar and you fucking yep. got the swag and the confidence to talk to every bitch in the bar. Bam, pull out the bird that you want. Fucking smash away. Woo, fucking killing it. Life's great. And then that's because you're high, right? Yep. But- What, why do you have the feeling of high and and not in terms of the drugs or anything, but that feeling of high comes because you have an offset reference point of low. Yep. And I think that, I think that that's like in my life, that's been like the thing that's helped me the most Okay. because I've, I've had a man, I fucking left home at, at 18 Moved yep. to Melbourne. Then I moved to LA. And I lived yep. in LA by myself for fucking seven years. Yep. And then I had all of this, like, I had no help. Well, well I had help, but I had no family when I was there. Yep. I had none of my old friends. I fucking was broke. I was rich. I was fucking, you know, you just up yep. and down and up. It's just this chaotic mess that yep. was my life for like seven years. Yep. Fun as fuck. Yep. But I had some of the lowest lows of my life yep. there. And I had some of the highest highs. Yep. And- In those moments of low, you have to realize that, back to the cocaine thing, that cocaine thing is only fun because you're not doing it 24 hours a day. If you're doing that 24 hours a day, then it just becomes your baseline. Like it just becomes this zero point. So then you're not high anymore, you're just baseline. So I think that you have to appreciate that life is a spectrum. You've got negative 10, you've got 10, and then you've got zero. Yep. And you can't be at 10 all the time because if you're at 10 all the time, that just moves to zero. Yep. And then yep. there's a 10 and a negative 10 of that. Life exists on this spectrum yep. and you need to appreciate that without the spectrum from zero to negative 10, zero to 10 doesn't mean shit. Yep. You have to have something to offset the, the high yep. because without that, you, it's just normal and we all need that and I think that the lower the low the higher the high yep. and I think that to, to your example of the kid that wants to play PlayStation and work at Woolies yep. you're existing in a very limited spectrum absolutely and I think that that's why I I definitely try and use this podcast to encourage people to get as fucking far out of their comfort zone as they possibly can because you go to a negative fucking 30 like perfect example i i didn't eat really all last week yep yep how fucking good did a beer taste on on Uh, that saturday afternoon
0: i hear i hear if
1: if i drank beer every single night yep that saturday would have just been normal yep that beer wouldn't have tasted any fucking better you have to you have to put yourself in these extreme ends of either like sadness or happiness or not sad but adversity right. yep. to to appreciate yep. you can find such goodness in these little moments of life yep when you've struggled to fucking get that's them that's
0: it that's that's what i like, i think that's what beauty is that's what truth is yeah you know that's exactly you know so that i think you know other, other people though get caught up in the suffering you know what I mean like you can escape I mean, in the happiness drugs sort of mm. thing video games whatever it is but then you can also get stuck on that other end of the spectrum, just 100%. stupid suffering. Which is why I think, like you said, selecting your suffering and understanding that suffering brings reward. And then that reward brings meaning. And you mm. get that middle line, you know, the middle road. Funny enough, everything ends up being, you know, somewhere on the middle road. But if you're smart with your suffering, mm. you know, you can get what you want.
1: And dude, we know like I've got a friend that is like when you hang around this motherfucker, like, I was just yeah, talking yeah. about Tiger Woods, right? Yep. Like, Tiger Woods wants to party with this guy. Like, yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. most fun motherfucker, <laughs> and, and I mean, literally, Tiger Woods wants to party. Yep. Like, they hang out, they fucking party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy is just, like, on level fucking infinity of, like, rad, cool, he's this the dude. Yep. But then, when you, when all the people are away, and all the party yeah. lights are off, he's the fucking darkest cunt in the room. And that's the spectrum, bro. Yep. That's, that's that guy's gift. Yep. And it's that guy's curse. Yep. And, yep. and I think that when you don't understand the relationship, yep. you know, and I think that I guess, you know, what you're saying, that guy that just wants to work eight hours and play video games, his spectrum's so small. Yep. And there's yep. there's not really much room for shit to fuck up. Yep. So yes. I think that you restrict your own high. Yep. You put a ceiling on your own, uh, the, potential of the human experience you've capped it out yep but if you then open that spectrum up and you put yourself out there to say get fucking knocked out in an mma fight that's that's a fucking low point yep that's when your head's on the canvas and you're asleep and you got a ref (laughs) ref waking you up and you got fucking lights in your eyes that's a low point man yeah 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 that's a low point not a lot of people will experience yep but then on the other side of that that the spectrum that you're then opening yourself up to on the high side of life yep. is crazy. Yep.
0: Yep. No, I think, I think that's absolutely what, what it's all about. And I'm I don't,
1: to it. I don't think people understand that you need that. You need that challenge. You need that intense, like, yep. um, I don't know. Like, is it risk? Is it just, I guess it's just getting out of your comfort zone. Yep. And that's different things for different people. Like, if you want to hike, like, let's say you're a fucking hiker and you want to go and hike to a waterfall in the Gold Coast. Yep. Imagine if you booked a trip to the Himalayas and you did fucking base camp. Yep. The reward that you're going to feel. But to do that, you've got to be miserable. You've got to be cold. You've got to be scared. You've got to be at risk of fucking freezing to death dying but yep. then the high on the other side of that so if you like if you chase waterfalls in the Gold Coast yep. and that's your high think of just how much more meaning that you can extract from that exact yes. same activity if you but I guess the result of that would be that you open yourself up to this whole other end of the spectrum and yep. I think that it's it's wrong to say that's bad that's good it all just is yes yep you know yep. and it's a, it's a
0: part of it Yep, yep, well, that's right. It's, yeah, definitely because you know th- th- there's one Travis Pastrana, isn't there? Like mm. you know, like yeah, that, that's certainly not for everyone, and certainly not everyone would get contentment out of that or meaning out of out of his pursuit. But that's why I think art is such a beautiful thing because that's his pursuit. Like I said, he's obviously got this crazy dopamine system, and yeah, that's what he's drawn to. And it would suck if every single person in the world obviously was drawn to that same thing. But that's why it's such a cool, like conceptually, of I think choosing your art form whatever that is your yeah. craft your interest and then being all you can be in that pursuit and pursuing that I feel will bring a lot of meaning yeah it'll face you with adversity setbacks you keep pushing through you love it you know you, you'll enjoy the journey because it's you know it's what you truly are interested in mm. and then like that again as, as, as a the, the teacher in me is like that's what we should be telling these kids to do like, education's yeah. applied philosophy like yeah. let's work out what we love doing we don't like find what we love doing and then be all you can be in that. And through that journey, you'll build character, you'll build the ability to fuck up that massive trick, get back up, go, no, this is what I do. I'm doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like you say, where does someone start who doesn't have the confidence to deal with any level of adversity? Like, yeah. you know, you're afraid to get in elevators and that sort of thing. But that, you know, like I think that's discipline. Discipline's you know, the the like cognitive sacrifice. Mm. You're going, no, like this isn't me being impulsive. I'm I'm doing the dishes, so I've got clean dishes tomorrow. Yeah. I think that's where you can start maybe, you know, with some of these kids. Cause I used to think that like, man, these kids like doesn't have support, doesn't have like how do you actually build in them anything? Like they don't yeah. want to play. You we know, do sports. So you get like the kids in the stars, yeah, they love it. Like they're in their zone. Yeah, you know, they look awesome, they are scoring all the goals. Then like the other kids who haven't had, you know, parents kicking balls with them and that they're, they're uncoordinated. Like it's like, yeah, man, like I feel for this kid like I don't want him to get up here and embarrass himself and it's ruthless in the playground
1: but then again I think that like to the message should be to that kid is like hey man this is these negatives, right? And yep. we're stacking up and we, we're now all of a sudden we're at negative 30, yep. which means your reward is going to be on the positive 30. Yep. And it's like, I think it's just, we've got to yep. establish that relationship to where it's like all this fucking bad shit that's happening to you yep. is only going to make the reward better. So yep. stack it up, bro. Stack up the fucking fact that your dad's a piss head and doesn't want to kick the ball with you. Yep. Stack up the fact that you're not the most physically gifted guy because when you do fucking make it yep. when you do make it your reward is going to be so much better than the kid that had it handed to him and the kid that had the natural oh, yeah. talent and the kid that had the dad and the new footy boots yep and i think that it's just flipping that perspective of what yep. actually is negative and yep. then if you're using that example then you almost feel sorry for the kid that has everything yep. because his opportunity is to reach a level of fulfillment through the activity yep. is capped yep. based on circumstances that are out of Beautiful. his control. Yep. So I think it's it's just getting away to like fucking flip the perspective. And you can use that in your every fucking day life, man. Yep. Every single person can apply that exact same fucking theory to their life.
0: So here's my question with that because I, I, I 100% agree. But do you think you can apply that unless you have not done that? like unless you've actually done some things in your life where you've gone I'm not proud of that that's not how I wanted to do it you know like because I sort of think maybe that's the case because it's you know like you tell a kid that and like there's some smart kids out there they'll be like yeah that does make sense like why Mm. am I going to whinge and complain but I think there's something inside that doesn't quite like can't do that when when the adversity still comes it's like making that step until it's like it's been through and you know gone like I don't know like yeah, said something yeah. they regret saying that kind of thing I like, agree
1: with you because I think about people that um, like I've said this before uh, maybe with either Sam Webb or Brad Smiley, to where like like I got a friend that went through depression for the first time yep and uh, it was pretty bad for him and I've been through depression in my life and got over it so yep. I had that win yep but when it's your first time going through a hardship when it's your first time with depression whether it's your first time with addiction and you don't have that reference point of beating that thing yep. then so that's kind of what you're saying yep, it's like when absolutely. you haven't you, when you haven't done it you don't know you can
0: and when you know you can it becomes it
1: easier when you know you can but, yeah, and, that's right and now I live my life like going like I don't give a fuck now like like whatever throw it at me like i've come over i've come over sicknesses where they've said i was gonna die i've had fucking you know zero dollars in my account in a foreign country and sat at a fucking gas station for four hours until the time zone switched to where i could transfer my mum could give me money so i could get fuel i was in fucking compton dude just sitting in a locked fucking car as a white white guy in Compton yep. shitting my fucking pants with nut like I had no no money and I just sat and I had no way to leave this fucking gas station <laughs> yep and it's like you know that you just you just get over it and you constantly now I just don't have any doubts in myself but for a person like when I sort of saw my friend go yep. through this struggle and he was a he's a fucking good looking dude yep best one of the best people I fucking know like yep. period yep and he went through this and he had no reference point for how to get out. Yep. And I'm telling him and I was like, you can get through this, man. When I fucking mark my words, bro, when you get through this, then you'll have this amazing clarity of being able to get through everything. Yep. But it's, fuck, you're on the edge of giving up. And you're either, this is the fight, man. This is the fucking win or the lose. Yep. And it's like, you don't have a choice now. And then once you get through that, you will have a reference point for the rest of your yep. life. Yep. And I think that you're right like that is the question like how do you get people to believe that they can get through that first fight because you know like you've just got through it just happened to you in your career you're undefeated i mean i'm sure you've lost before obviously in whether it be judo or whatever but you know your professional career you lose and then that's that moment of going well i need to get back and i gotta win and then you you go well i've come back from a loss yeah and build, and build and build exactly so you're right like that is the question that that is the thing but i guess it's fucking education man it's just knowledge like knowledge is power when it comes to that kind of stuff to and it, especially with with kids and with young people yep. and i mean we, people that listen to this podcast have send a bunch of messages saying that this helped me get through this this helped me get through awesome. that it's just fucking knowledge man yep. if you know that it can and you you get perspective and, yep. and I've said before on this that I think that the biggest curse of humanity is that you only get one perspective and there's a default perspective. I think it's called your DMN, default mo- uh, default mode network or something like that. Okay, okay. Um, but basically it's, it's the way that your brain... it it sort of gets patterned responses to things. Yes. And people can get patterned to negativity. Yes. And you can actually change that um, default mode network, I'm pretty sure. I will fucking... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I know that I've done some research into like um, microdosing mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. And um, part of that research shows that you can... They say that that DMN is basically set by the time you're about 16 17 years old okay so that's sort of that developmental period you become an adult the way that you think it's the way that your your brain drifts off in traffic your you know what i mean it's it's that kind of as soon as you like switch off and you go on that autopilot mode that's that dmn yep so if you're you've programmed these negative responses you've had a bad childhood then you've got to actively try and rewrite that that network Yep. and that's one of the things that um micro uh mushrooms okay, actually okay. helps to like reset that right. network yep but yep. i think that you can do it yourself just through disciplined disciplined thinking because i i think too like we're like a slave to our thoughts a lot more than we think we are absolutely but it's like where do the thoughts like the thoughts have to come from us? Yeah. Like there is like we're telling ourselves. Like I think we think when we have that negative voice in our head that it's coming from somewhere else. Yep, it's yep. our it's our voice. Yep, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I think that's like the hardest one to program.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I th- like I mean, how can you not sort of like for me just appreciate like how you know I, like I, I I take a lot of um i don't know in pride i guess with how you know i have dealt with with some things in that you know and and where i'm at now yeah like i am chasing my dream i'm loving it like it's unreal and and i attribute that to dealing with you know i had some really big challenges early on in my career put me out for a few years and and that's something i'm back now and doing my thing and you know but it's like I, i attribute all of that to the people that i had around me the example that was set yeah like i've just seen you know everyone from yeah, you know, like my mom, my coaches, and teammates, and like my closest mates, and that there's just no like a lot of them are really intelligent people, and that's where you get the like, other because it's like well, they reckon 10% of the population will talk about philosophy, yeah, 90% won't. So, I mean, I don't know what that is. Um, but if people aren't even going to think about these things, then how do you get that disciplined thinking to make changes?
1: That's right, but when it's, you're around people, that knowledge.
0: yeah, and that's why, so. I've been fortunate enough to be surrounded by people who just they're always going to be successful at what they do because yeah. they just persevere. And are, you know value based they're chasing to 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 be <laughs> to be all they can be yeah and that day in day out there's just no like no one you know if we're training at the garage or something someone makes some I don't know bitchy remark or something like about something being hard or something it's like there's just this culture that's just pathetic like yeah. it's just like I can't stand it you know I mean, a coach can't stand it that's it there's just zero tolerance for it and it's like but that conditions your mind. Exactly. That's what you said. And then that's that That default becomes yep. like it's easy. Like you don't even have this like, oh, maybe I should like try doing something else. Or no, it's like, what happened? How can I fix it? Analyze, evaluate, create, move forward. Like that's just what you do. And then you get meaning out of that. And like you said, you feel those successes and it's addictive. It's more mm. addictive than anything. It's like, yeah. But if you've been surrounded by people who are like, oh, this is too hard, oh, I can't do this. Yeah. Then, like, you know, and it's like, that's just luck, is it? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, but at the end of the day, like, oh, there's people in shit situations. Yep. There's people born into shit families. Yep. There's people that have shit cards and it, yep. and it gets dealt. But the problem yep. with, like, and I think, too, like, society almost rewards victim mentality these days. Absolutely. And... Uh, I think a huge part of that is social media. People can just fucking complain. They can just complain. And people can complain for a hobby. People can complain for a living. People can criticize for a living. Yeah, yeah. And and we have such a default for negativity because I think that if you look at... um, Like, let's look at pre- Pre-human civilization. Yep. You're out in the fucking woods. Something yep. rattles in the bushes. What do yep. you think of? Do you think it's a fluffy bunny
0: that's killed? It's killed young.
1: Yeah. Or do you think it's a fucking tiger that's yep. gonna rip your throat out and eat you asshole first? Yep. You think it's a tiger? Why? Because it serves you well. Yep. To think that it is a tiger and go on yep. the defensive instantly. Yep. Instantly, you want to go on that defensive. Yep. And I think that. In that sense, we're programmed to, uh, I guess, like default go to negative until we know it's safe. And then you can go, oh, no, it's just a bunny. But our reaction is for safety is to go to that negative place. But now we don't have tigers in the bushes. We don't have wolves and bears and, you know, nothing's going to break through these doors and fuck us up. And it's like, but that negative bias still exists just in like a biological sense in a way so i think that now like you gotta just be conscious of it and it's like hey we do have this bias towards negativity but that bias is still your voice yep like and i think that's like that's such a big thing that people need to get that that negative voice in your head is still your voice that's you that's you talking to you yep and you could just as easily be saying, nah, bitch, get up and go to the gym. Yep. And yep. it's like, even dude, like even with training me, like I'm sore as fuck, a yep. little bit sick. Don't really want to get beat up. My toe fucking hurts. My arm hurts. And yep. that voice is saying, don't go to training. But it's like, I just get my bag and I just get out the door yep. and I get on the mat. And like slowly that voice goes away. You end up kind of being in that moment that yep. you went, that, that you were chasing, that you get there for. Yep and then that voice goes away and it's like then you just you form habits and but I mean it's like regardless of whether you've got a shitty fucking parent you've got bad luck you fucking hate your boss those negative thoughts are still yours you have to own those thoughts because it's fucking your voice
0: yep you can't overcome it unless you accept it accept your humanity and you can overcome it but yeah I think that's that's a beautiful point like you know Muhammad Ali got the picture of him back there he's he's not he's not never feeling a negative thought or never thinking doubt, yeah that, but he's, exactly he's going that's right. no, doubt I'm not focusing on that control your focus you know like you can't choose like you're saying yeah but they just become masters at it mm.
1: and that's a that's like a fucking amazing point that you just said that it's like Ali still has doubts in his fucking brain everyone yep. it's not like and I think that like you look at like a Conor McGregor and you're like, yep. man, he just never has a fucking bad day. He never doesn't go... To, he never doesn't want not want to go to training. He's never too sore. He's never too tired. He's never scared. He's... All of those. Yep. But he's a master of controlling those thoughts and being the boss of his yep. own mind. Because it's like all of the battles in your life are fucking fought in this fist size cavity yep. in your fucking head. Yep. And it's like, because, you know, there's there's a. Have, do you are you into jordan peterson at all absolutely have you read
0: his book <laughs> absolutely
1: you know when he's talking about um fuck what am i referencing now i've just kind of forgot oh he's talking about like the victim mentality because yep. i actually i had a friend that had an ex-girlfriend that like and i tried to tell him like bro this chick is just a fucking victim everything in her life she's just a victim mm-hmm. and i'm like she's she was getting a job that was far away from where she lived and then she sat in traffic and then she complained about the traffic and then she said that she was putting on weight because she didn't have time to go to the gym and I'm like all of this shit is like this chick making these decisions to stay a victim and I'm like I'm not on board with this Fucked up. and I had like this fucking epiphany and now and I looked and I just looked at all these fucking people I knew that were like playing a victim and I was like light bulb moment and then I read Jordan Peterson's book where he was talking it's called 12 rules for life if anyone wants to listen to it it's fucking incredible awesome. um, but he was saying that that whole victim thing is uh, there's no point doing it yep. because there's always somebody worse off than you there's, yeah, the yeah, only yeah. the only time it would make sense to play a victim and say poor me is if you were the worse off person in the world <laughs> but it's impossible yep. you couldn't find the worst you could not find if you're like oh, I've got this struggle because I uh, my dad was a piece of shit. Yep. And then the next person comes along and says, all right, well, my dad was a piece of shit too and my leg got blown off in Afghanistan. And then the next dude goes, yep. oh, well, my dad's a piece of shit and both my legs got blown. So it's like, it's yep. just this fucking... And then as soon as you can realize and you go like, oh, fuck. Yep. I can't complain. I'm yep. not the worst off person in the world. Yep. And I, I think that that... That was like a really great thing for me to read, and I think that whole book is full of uh, f- things that you know, but you've never really articulated or had articulated to you. And then when it once it's articulated, yep, it just makes so much sense.
0: Yep, yep. No, I'm, I'm a massive Peterson fan, like like you say. Um, and what did you say? You don't become less afraid; you become braver or whatever. Like that, I just mm. think is absolutely. Beautiful. Yeah, that's you know, fucking yeah, that's like
1: that's so true. You you never become less afraid. Yep. But you just I guess have more courage, right? Yep. Yep. And
0: it builds and that's how you see those guys. You see these guys in, in any field that become great. I think that's what's makes them makes them great, not the, you know, gifts or whatever. Like mm. the, the the core of it is that they've just developed this spirit that doesn't know how to quit. Doesn't know, you know, like Yeah. Because it's move. a choice, man. Yep just a choice everything
1: that happens in your life is a choice that you make yeah and there's action reaction yep you might have made a good choice fucked up thing happened Yep. still a choice you know you just gotta you gotta wear it like I say yeah there's one of the reasons that i really wanted to get you on the podcast once georgia told me like oh you gotta get aaron on and i started following you on instagram and i could really see like there's a thoughtfulness in you and even obviously even in this conversation you're super well read you're very philosophical and i think that it's something that i enjoy in people because you're right like what 10 percent of the people talk about philosophy and i i think it's i think it's so important like way more important than people think because there's so many examples of of like you kind of know something but you've never articulated it you've never yep. been able to articulate it and it's like yep. when you talk to people or when you read things or when you listen to things it's those light bulb moments and those light bulb moments can change your life yeah and is it always been something that you've been interested in
0: yeah like my my um father's a very very intelligent man and so you know like did these sort of discussions were something that, that he um, enjoyed in that. And, um,
1: See, that's fucking cool, man. Like, I, I my dad's not a guy I, I have these conversations with. Yep. Just a different style of dude. Yep. But that must have been cool to kind of grow up with that kind of, like, awareness or, like, that conversation taking place.
0: Yeah, again, I mean, I, I just thought it was, you know, it didn't Normal. seem like anything different to me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then I guess, yeah, as you sort of get older not many people want to talk about philosophy or anything like that you know it's kind of you know people aren't interested but what do you think that is i think when you start asking questions i think you inevitably realize how for want of a better word pathetic we are like you start to once you start to go like what is a great i'm saying what is a great person you know what what virtues do they contain and you start going like, and again, where we get this from, that's debatable. We don't know, but you know, everyone has their own perspective, and mm. we seem to have the correlation that being brave is cool. You know, no one's like, oh, he's brave. You know? Yeah, what a loser. Yeah. he's so brave. Exactly. Yeah. Being
1: selfish. Not it's good. like a. It's a very positive virtue, yeah. and it has been throughout time.
0: Exactly across all cultures. Like whatever. That that's not the point. The point is we ha- we have these virtues. I think once you start to look at at like, okay. That is where I get satisfaction from, like meaning, content when I do do those things that I, not when, you know, I get a cool pair of shoes. Like, yeah, mm. that makes me happy for a while, but that's not where I get that, you know, that prolonged sense of, of purpose and meaning and value in your own life. And I think that that's not easy to deal with. Like, that's really hard to deal with and can make you feel pretty, pretty down with where you are, with how you've dealt with things. And, and that's like the first step, which is probably a big one to take to go, you know, because first you got to acknowledge that, like, I'm nothing. What nothing compared to what I can, which is again, that's that Shakespeare's to be or not it's to be. Daunting. That meant yeah. nothing to me. That meant nothing to me as a kid. And I had to teach English, and had Shakespeare. Oh no! And then you're stuck like that is like everything. It's like exactly that. You think you know, like I'm not living up to my own sense of what a a, a great person should be living up to. And then it's like, well, how can I do that? It's like, oh, well, I do all these things. I don't like. I can't change all of that. It's so much. And then it's like, I oh, better just, I just mm. play PlayStation. Just go out, get wasted. Like, you know what I mean? It's 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 a it's a confronting thing. I, I don't think it's the easy road to no. try and be where you can be. I think it's hard, but I think it's the only road that's going to bring proper meaning. So you you've got escapism, and I I can't like I can understand why people escapism is attractive, why it works for you know, but I don't think you're not being true to yourself mm. and that's what it comes down to I um, I don't know what do you think why do you think people are interested in it yeah I just think
1: I think you're right like I think it's just hard like I think it's hard to be honest with yourself I think it's hard to be critical of yourself yep and I just I again like more and more I think that we're just taught that we're supposed to be happy all the time like we're we're, ta- we're taught that like that if it's not if like I think that people lose perspective of, like, the life as a whole. Yep. Like, how long... All right, let's just... I'm going to do some quick math. This is not something I've done before. (laughs) So, there's 365 days in a year. Let's say I live to be 80 years old. Yep. That's 29,200 days of my life. Okay. What the fuck does one shit day... Like, if that was dollars, (laughs) right? If that that was dollars. Yep. You take one dollar out of that. Yep. Does it matter no like what the fuck would you you wouldn't even notice or well, let's say you could print that twenty nine thousand as to like one big check yep what would it what would ripping one dollar out of that yep like you wouldn't even notice it yep. it barely fucking changed the the shape of the object yep and i think that people put so much focus on like a a bad day a bad yep. week a yep. fucking a bad night and it's like it's fucking insignificant in that 29,200 number yep it's a fucking 0.000 you know what I mean yep and I think that like whenever there's bad times in my life or bad weeks or bad days I just take myself out of that day yep and I just and I I try and imagine that day as a blip on the timeline of my life because ultimately in my life i've had more good experiences yep. than bad and it's like i mean i'm i'm fairly pragmatic in in the way that i think like yep. i think i have a like i'm one of these, i feel like i'm a creative person with the film and all the stuff that i do and yep. I, I like that and even in my training i like to try and be creative yep. but then when it really comes down to certain things like last night i was fucking drawing flow charts of like my game yeah yeah yeah. Because i'm like i'm looking at i'm looking i'm like what is this where like if i draw it can i see holes yep if i draw it can i make it quicker can i make the process of so i have like a pragmatic brain in that sense absolutely and so maybe it's just easier for me to like pull back but i just think people live in this like i think people like live and wallow in the weight of a moment and that they don't yep. have as much perspective that a moment is only just a moment. Yep. So it's like, I just don't see the point in like living in a moment. And then I think that on the bigger scale of like thinking about philosophy and stuff like that, yep. it's like, if you're so consumed by the moment, like philosophy isn't about the right now in a way it is like about that big picture so i think until you can remove yourself from you know being stuck in the moment yep or it's like even like a bad patch in a relationship right yep like you go through a bad month or you go through a bad week and you're fucking arguing every day and i've had this with in my relationship where i've literally said to my girlfriend i'm like fuck man if we're gonna stay say we stay together till we die yep what the fuck does this week mean yep it's really not like this doesn't define a relationship like are we even gonna remember that we argued for this this week so it's like you know i just i think again it's like we just have this i think it's a mix of like society kind of painting this picture of happiness yep and promoting happiness as this only feeling and it's like you only want to be happy yep but again i just i think that you have to think that life is this balance of good and bad. And yep. without bad, you can't have good. So embrace yep. the bad. Yep. So it's like, I don't know. And I just, I think, I think though people are getting into it more and more. Yeah. And I, um, taking that off, I guess the response that podcasts get where we do go deep into this kind of stuff. And that's why when we start talking about, it, I'm just like, let's fucking just go. Cause I want, <laughs> like I want people to have those light bulb moments. Yep. Because, I've had light bulb moments that have changed my life. Yep. Like completely. Yep. And it's like, I think that if you've got someone you trust and someone that you listen to a lot, yep. someone that has come through for you with little nuggets of fucking gold, then it becomes a lot easier to then when you kind of do have those light bulb moments, so you can like you can take it because I think the, the best way to learn a lesson is to learn it yourself. Yep. But yep. if you can develop, a brain that does learn through being told something and trusting yeah. that it's right. Yep. You know, cause you probably got that with your coaches. They're like telling you to do something that's not a lesson you've learned, but it's like, you're taking their word for it. You're taking it on board and then you are doing better because of it. Yeah. There's like, I, and I guess maybe that's just not like a stubbornness or it's like an open minded kind of perspective that you'd have to be able to do that
0: yeah yeah what's well that you know you are who you surround yourself by i get like you know mm. part of it like that that symbiotic relationship but again does that just come from you know like that's cultivated isn't it like yeah. the understanding that yeah hold on you know these people do you know do things how, how i want to do them or you know live lives that that i admire or whatever and so if they're telling me you know this is the way to go then i should listen yeah. to that but, you know like I was terrible as a kid as, as I'm sure you were like most people that you know have those more dopamine type systems seem to for whatever reason you know it's like no nah, that's what I want to do so I'm yeah. going to do it and then you know you know the stove does burn me okay yeah uh, the fire pit is hot okay I know that now but yeah so but then like you say that's to experience that and then to see that I think that's when it really becomes like when you can start appreciating those bad times because it's like like you said like you had those highs and lows but it's like I don't know. Would you change any of that for where you are now? This like understanding no, that, you know, that's what I mean. That's, that's what the beautiful thing is. Cause it's like, you think some of those lows hurt so much, you know, but it's like,
1: would you take back your loss?
0: No, 100? no, no chance ever. Because that, you know, there, there was some big changes I made in, in my personal life that absolutely it's a blessing yeah. without, you know, without a doubt. Like it's almost scary what would have happened if, if it didn't happen? You know, let yeah. just say eight weeks ago and that's the other scary thing right? It's ongoing, isn't it? Because you sort of, you know, if you told me before, I'd be like, no, I'm, I'm doing all right in that. But then, you know, when you're forced to go, oh, what was I doing? And you know, it's like, yeah. but then you've got that capacity. You've got that philosophy to fall back on. Mm-hmm. You're asking those questions. You know, because the other, if you don't have that philosophy, um, then what do you fall back onto? Then you fall back onto like, oh, this shit, I'm going to go party for a while. like fucking. Yeah, uh, you know, that's with everything. And it's like so you are your applied philosophy, whether you know yeah. what that is or not. And yep. whether you've got some other ideology but you don't apply it, like you are the philosophy you apply. So it's like, well, control that philosophy and then see what happens. Yeah, like, and cultivate getting,
1: that philosophy. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's yeah, exactly. Like how do you know what you want? <laughs> how do you yeah. know like oh, I want this, I want this, I want this well why? Like, you know, and I think once you can understand that then it's like I just you just get this appreciation for it then for the hard time. But again, it's like how badly do you know when you talk about suffering that's like man
1: yeah there's a a perspective like losing a pro fight. like you still go home you still got a fucking car you got money in the bank you got fuel to get home like you know it's it is it again it's just that perspective and i think it's like it's not living in that moment like if you just wallowed in that moment of that loss it's fucking devastating yep but then if you can pull back scale it out on that 29,200 day fucking timeline it's like yeah it might be a sort of significant event in that timeline but it doesn't define your life Yep. and I think yeah that's where like you said that applied philosophy and like having that philosophy to fall back on I think that's like an interesting thing that you said like we all do like even if you're a person that you're like oh I'm not that interested in philosophy well you have a philosophy yes and that's interesting I've never thought of it like that
0: no no definitely
1: but you just might not be aware of it. Yeah. Therefore, you're not really in control of it. And yeah. have you cultivated that philosophy by choice or have the, like, I always say this example of like, I think there's two types of people in the world. Yep. There's people that happen to the world. There's people that have influence over the world. And then there's people that the world happens to them. And yep. the, the yep. world has ultimate influence on their life. Yep. And- I try to fucking X those cunts out of my life. Like, if you're a person that happens to the world, oh, I got stuck in traffic. Oh, this happened. Oh, that yep. happened. Oh, this happened to me. Uh, oh, then I'm like, fuck right off. Yep. Like I want the people that's like, dude, I just fucking made this happen. I just did this. This this happened. Oh like you yep. you you go through life and it's like you're like think of it as like the matrix and it's like are you the one that's influencing that or are you just a yep. constant result of of the fucking the matrix and it's like i don't know I've, I've had stuff in my life where i felt like fucking neo in the matrix in terms of like you know i've said a, a before like i was at customs in la once and i was like sketched out on going in on a holiday visa and then i get down to the line and then I see this one dude like laughing and smiling and being really nice to everyone but there's like 40 fucking people there that potentially could have been the one to stamp my passport and then you've got like so there's 40 people there then you've got three lines and then those three lines funnel into like yep. you got all it and I was like I want that motherfucker to be the one that stamps my passport and like I don't know that was the guy that I got and it's like is that me like influencing the matrix like how much influence do we have over our surroundings more than what we think we do. Yeah. And it's like, or are you the person that would go like, oh fuck, I'd never get that guy. What are the odds? What are the odds of getting that? Yep. So it's like, yeah I just think that there's so much power in that kind of thinking of like are you going to happen to the world or are you just going to let the world happen to you? Because the world doesn't give a fuck. Yep. The world does not give a fuck. You're so insignificant to the world. So it's like, make your mark. Be a person that happens to the world let the world know that you're here yep or it's just gonna run over you yeah and it's you don't have to be famous to let the world know you're happening to it you've just gotta be in control be the one that's making the choices be the one that's um, you know making an impact on the things that, that you do yep so yep. it's like I don't know I just feel like there's just those, those tiny little ways of thinking just if you really commit to them and believe in them they can yep. just become so powerful for you
0: yeah yeah I mean, that's, that's what thinking is really, isn't it? Oh, like that's what you can use it for. You should mm. use it for.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and I, yeah, it's just like that whole, I think it's just so that voice in your head is yours. You own that. You control that. Yep. There's no, I like that. that's not coming from anywhere. Where else is it coming from? Yep. Yep. You know, and it's like that, that good angel, bad devil kind of thing. It's yep. still you. Yep. So, and it's like, you know, there's so many people where it's like, they're a bad drunk. Oh, I'm yeah, a bad yeah, drunk. Yeah. No, that's you. <laughs> you're you're a bad person when you drink. Like that's not that's you. You're yeah, doing yeah, that. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. So, um, so you will backtrack a little bit. So you're yep. uh on the Olympic judo team, right? So that's or the Australian judo team as a junior
0: or? development team. Yeah, yeah, yep. So like they had this junior program um set up by the government to sort of bring people through because obviously judo business. being an Olympic sport. Yep, yep. So very different um in terms of. Yeah, like it's it's competition structured you know, mm. it's not professional. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> a painful sport. <laughs> dude, I had
1: like, I had like, not not that I had no respect for judo, yeah. but I just didn't understand how fucking savage Man, judo was. It dude. is a
0: warrior culture like none other. Like mm. that whole samurai thing, that runs deep in, in all different kinds of interpretations, but it is a no, yeah, it's ruthless. Yeah. Like, yeah
1: so what got you into so was your dad was pretty into martial arts right yeah yes
0: yeah, so he did judo and um karate and amateur boxing when, when he was a kid he's from new zealand um so he did all that so sort of which is also another warrior culture yeah yeah well uh, yeah he, he's um like he's his ancestry's scottish if you go through but you know like australia there's a lot of mm. um, you know, immigration and that through through the sort of 18th century i think yeah well, that'd be right taught history yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah yeah they absolutely like they you know again kiwis always seem to look at the kiwis in the ufc man they're killing it they're tough eh? kids like you know there's not a lot of people over there they're all well (laughs) we just had
1: janae harding on the podcast like she's a bad bad motherfucker man like her attitude like yeah yeah. no joke those fucking kiwis
0: yeah so yeah old man old man was into it and just sort of you know loved wrestling and that as a kid and yeah one of my best mates um sort of started doing judo with me and from there loved it and competed and you know i loved the combat sense of it so there's lots of rule changes in judo which like i hated so they took away grabbing the legs and that which you know, yeah to me okay. it's like well this combat the most effective way to take a man down and control him is to grab his leg i want to be able to grab his leg do you know what i mean so things like that and but like Feynman's carry, where you grab the leg, that was my main... Even Joe, P, you spend your whole life doing two or three techniques. That's it. Yeah, right. You know, it's very...
1: Just um, sharpening
0: that fucking blade. Yep, yep. yep. Um, so yeah, I sort of moved away from that more and more and then started doing a bit of cross training at jiu clubs and that for fun and all that sort of thing and ended up um, in it, it. It integrated when um, Dan Higgins, who's, who's my coach, was, was running things. I remember just watching him just the most beautiful displays of you know like control with, with, with judo like he was throwing people with like oh. you know the mma spa but like he'd done judo on that you know in his earlier days and 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 just you know master everywhere but just seeing you know what he'd do to do to people was just you know like for, for a young kid who loved martial arts it's like man i just want to follow this guy around yeah <laughs> yeah just, just want to be able to do that you know and and you know lucky enough to to have been able to do that so yeah stuck around and
1: yeah did you get super into jiu-jitsu straight away like once you started doing it or
0: uh yeah like like i said the the, the combative elements of martial arts were always appealed to me so whenever i was cross-training in jiu-jitsu it was like my mind's always going like how do, I do this in a fight like how do, I do this in a fight like yeah you know okay. what i mean like in a real fight like, you know whatever, if someone for me like how do i you know apply this or yeah. you know. which again is why those rule changes are so frustrating in jiu-jitsu i did love judo and it's in terms of you know, competitive spirit and that sort of thing. and
1: It is beautiful. like that combat, yeah. Yeah,
0: but when the rule's set in that, it's like, man, I can't do any of this. It's all grip fighting and, mm. you know, like, it's like, this isn't, I want to be able to shoot double legs, single legs, yeah. body lock people, like... and What then, you
1: do in real life.
0: Yep, yep. So, you know, jiu-jitsu obviously, like... um that had the, the biggest name tied into MMA and that, especially yep. back yep. then, you know, everyone was winning with, with it's, I think that's a natural progression, Judo, Jiu-Jitsu was cross-training a bit at the time anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, you know, M- MMA, I think it is the closest thing we've got to replicating real combat, which still, you know, arguably isn't really that close, but it's, you know, it, well, it, I it's think a good it, measuring stick.
1: Oh, yeah, and it's the easiest to understand. Yep. you know what I mean like yes. you know you get it with judo it's like there's rules and if you don't watch it especially jujitsu, like jujitsu is the worst martial arts like it will mm-hmm. never be mainstream because it just looks like two dudes on the ground just fucking stuck together rolling around but the intricacies and the details yep. and there's so much in it it's the most yep. complex yep. but therefore the most hard to understand and yep. I think that that's why the UFC has exploded is because you can be a fucking nana. That yep. is at an irish bar on a sunday yep. watching a fight and like you can follow along absolutely yeah you get it yeah definitely so when did you start thinking about life as a professional mixed martial artist
0: um well martial is all i ever wanted to do and and like i said I, like i dropped out of school in um like halfway through year nine i stopped going but like year 10 i was unenrolled and, and whatever and just wanted to just do the judo thing like yeah. go to the olympics and do whatever i can you know like and and for the most part that still is my dream it's been yeah. the same dream the whole time you know but there's no money in judo or anything like that and real combat's the, the test for me that, that i'm drawn to so that pursuit is, is channeled to martial arts it's a very natural transition because well, you get paid to do it you can um test yourself in, in the closest form to no real combat that there is um and you know like i love it so uh with every um uh what is it intent or you know future plan we'll, we'll move into coaching and, and that sort of thing you mm. know when i'm done competing and lifelong yes yeah it's
1: it's crazy that yeah martial arts does seem to become a thing for people that it just is yeah like there's no end yep. date to it like i mean i posted a picture on my instagram of two dudes in, like, the oldest Masters white belt category from yep. the weekend. Yeah, and no, I saw that, I saw that. And I was just like, you know what? That's so why I fucking love this. Yep. Like, there, yep. what What does it mean? Like, what must it mean to be 65 years old and doing a combat sport? Like, what? Yeah. there must be something special to that uh. sport, you know? And I think that um, it's hard to understand if you haven't done it. Yep. But once you do it, you yep. understand you might not be able to articulate what it is that draws you in but there is something there that draws you to it yeah that you know like even like i was saying to the boys like i went training and friday night open mats and they're like how, how are you bro i was like fuck i've been so busy dude i'm so glad i can come here and chill yeah but it's like i'm not really going there to chill i'm going there to fight people for an hour yeah, and, a half. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's all these dudes that are gonna just fuck me up but that's in my head I'm going there to relax like what the fuck's that yeah but there's just this crazy thing that that happens eh? and that thing draws people in for life
0: yeah yeah Um, my theory with that is like I think like sex and violence too very like going back to that you know innate thing like they are in everyone yeah and I think it's very much like you know like everyone likes sex but you don't just go sleeping around, around, around like that doesn't get you know what I mean and it's like I think if we're honest with ourselves people do like to you know to, to, to fight someone and win
1: mm. like
0: it, it, it's an addictive feeling so but that doesn't mean you go out in the street and just bash someone because you can mm. like you know you, you're the king you do know, just like killing people because you know you get this survivalist drive that, that is built into to, you know whatever our nervous system that gives you a reward for it mm. that's terrible and that, that's another crazy thing about the human species that we're, we're able to actually acknowledge that mm. and not. Because why are not we just all running around having sex with everyone, fighting, like that's what... Because that is where you get a lot of pleasure from, mm. you know, which is also a cool thing. But to me, you know, jiu and martial arts are a way of like positively, you know, like having a good relationship. We mm. can enjoy those things in a very healthy way and get meaning from them. I think that's... Um, I think that's why there's you know like because it just keeps building, but people just love jiu jitsu because it's yeah. like a healthy way of getting that combative, instinctive thing that you get a lot of reward from.
1: And I think that it's it's rewarding to have something that doesn't have an end, and there's no cheat codes. You can't yep. you can't buy anything in martial arts. Yep and I, well i mean unless you do one of those like kind of shit karate schools where it's like 130 bucks <laughs> to get your black belt but like in terms of like at my school like if i walked in i said fabio i'll give you a thousand bucks to give me a purple belt it's he'd go to suck a dick yeah like it's not you can't do it yeah and i can't like you could buy privates and you could you could do it full time and you could buy your way into training yep. more but it's the only way to get better would be just to do it more. Yep. And I think that there's no shortcuts. There's no, you know, like, I think that is ultimately appealing to people as well because, there is a that I think there is a reward that comes from like you know you put the cheat codes into a PlayStation game. It's like yes. fun as fuck for an hour. Yes. Yeah. But then it's like there's no. Yeah. It's there's the no. Yeah. Yeah. There's no yep. challenge in that anymore. Absolutely. And I think we need. There is something yep. in us that needs to be challenged. And that, like you said, kind of at the start, like that's maybe where the meaning comes from.
0: Yeah, I think so. It's 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 truth. Yeah. <laughs> I just got submitted. He beat me. Yeah. Oh, I just managed to escape and fast. I just got better. Like that's an innate, innate rewards. And again, I think that comes through in all different arts and crafts, though, isn't it? Like you know, you, you paint a picture and you go, oh that looks how I wanted it to look. I yep. tend it to look. You know, that's a reward. That that doesn't. That's a negative. Yeah, that, that's that's true. But I think, like you say, like there is something. I, I'm very biased, and, yeah. and you would be too. So I push yeah, exactly. yeah. conversation. Yeah. But there does seem to be something even more appealing about you know that those, those base level drivers also behind you know, combat sports. And I think
1: you probably said it right where it's like ticking that primal box yep, and then ticking that, you know, creative rewards system sort of box as well. Yeah. So it's like, it's probably like a double edge kind of thing. Yeah. Do you like the moment of fighting? Like, do you like that 15 minutes of, uh, is it fun? Do you chase that feeling of being in the cage or do you chase the, the moment of truth at the end of it whether you win or lose because I don't chase the feeling of well I mean I, that's what like I've got like a weird thing with the jujitsu comp stuff because well the first two comps I won so that felt great yep. and I enjoyed the winning and I enjoyed the fights because I won yep. but I also lost fights as well through, yep. the, through the tournament so it's like I kind of got to experience both but even this week going into this comp like yep. i wasn't i didn't really want i didn't really want to do the feeling the lead up sucked i wish i could i wish it was just you could just do it and then leave kind of thing it's yep. like that whole is it's very uncomfortable yep. that week because maybe that's the most doubt you can have in yourself yeah. i guess so maybe that's what it is it's just it brings all of those things to the surface that you don't really want to fuck with mentally yeah and but I mean, then again, like when I was on the mat and I did, was in that five minutes, I did enjoy it. Like, but yep. I, well, man, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I enjoyed it or if I, I was just there and I was just doing it. And maybe that's the beautiful thing is that you're yep. just there and nothing else nothing can else matter matters. in that moment. I don't know. Like, I'd be, I'm interested on your take of it. And obviously you've done it so much more.
0: Well, I think that, 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 um, oh, a Japanese word for it, but, but I've lost it, um, being being completely present and that in the moment is um, is a beautiful thing. You know, like if I just suddenly like picked up that threw it at you, suddenly you're present. Like you yeah. switched on, you're there. Now that um, that awareness, that presence, it's all like that prefrontal cor- cortex kind of deal, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're not um, you're not thinking about philosophy. which yeah. is the yin and yang of it all. Like yeah, this yeah. lifestyle. But then for me, so there's a psychological principle, dippy. So dangerous, interesting, pleasurable, or important. If something's not one of those things you won't have attention for it okay now so say that again so dippy dangerous interesting pleasurable or important so for me like I can't pay attention like I can't do things unless I find them one of those four things but it's like like I feel the people have different thresholds and different interests so what's important to them what's interesting to them you know is very different but for me it's like this is the only thing that I can pay attention to yeah like that I can be, like, I'm, my life is, is, I'm really disciplined, but I'm super impulsive. Like, if I go out on, and that's me, like, but I can control it because I am interested in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, to me, that's what, like, I, I, I need it. And it is, it's, like, definitely for me as a person, that's my biggest struggle is my reliance on it because it's, like, without it, I get just no, nothing out of anything. Yeah, right. So it's just, like, this state of, meaningless being which is incredibly depressing and i I can't function so for me it's like i completely understand that i need it to be scary and uncomfortable otherwise i'm not going to get that that danger kick out of it yeah and that's like what's the point like i may as well not be alive there's no point for my life if like that's something that i've you know really struggled with and and that sort of thing because i just don't have that uh, not like i I could not care less for you know like if, if i'm at I don't know, like a group of people to us, I'm not interested in us. Like, I just can't. Some people seem to be able to engage much better in that. Like, this is easy because we've got common interests. Yeah. So that ticks that interest box. So it's like, I'm here, I'm present, awesome. Yeah. But like other things, I just can't do it, man. Yeah. And like it, if we
1: started talking about the footy on the weekend, you're
0: out. Th- well, yeah, it's not my thing. And like, so it's like, well, I've got to accept. And then now it's like, I don't just accept it. Like, I want it. Like, I want that discomfort. Like, I want, because the second it's not. Like, I'm fucked. Because yeah. the second fighting's like, I can just show up and that's just another fight. Go Yeah.
1: It's
0: like, well, now, now what? Like, now where do I get
1: that? You know, so it's. That's yeah. interesting that you've identified that in yourself. I well, wonder helps. how many other fighters are going through what you're going through, but they don't have that uh, psychological awareness of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that seems like it would be a weapon now to you
0: Well, to it's, it's easy that. because there, there's no part of me anymore that has any kind of wish for when I'm uncomfortable in, you know, this process, like weight cutting week in that, it, in that area, I'm like, like, it's all like, this is the whole point. Like, I know this is the point and I know mm. what happens when I don't have this in my life, you know, because, you know, like I, I spent it was nearly three years. I couldn't fight for my injury.
1: How did you go when you got injured? So tell people what happened with the injuries and then how that stopped you because that, like when you're saying that, I'm like, well, fuck, you didn't have this for like a couple of years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had fractured femur, torn meniscus in each knee. How did you, how did you break your femur? Through, I don't know. I don't know when I broke it. Really? It was fractured. So it wasn't like, it was the end of it was fractured. So it's not like I had a chunk missing through the middle Yeah. Okay. Um, but so I actually had that, I had the scans done before I fought Medina, who I'm about to fight this weekend. Um, got caught his own, fought him, then went straight to hospital. So that was my fourth fight, fourth first round win. So career was going awesome. I like got spent a long time, you know, like in the lead up and that, you know, with my coach and that making sure we're ready to, to start fighting and that sort of thing. And, you know, like so one of those highs and then, yeah, it all, all sort of went the other way. Um, because, yeah, like I, I sort of, you know, the surgeon explaining to me was, was was sort of, I don't think she really had much of appreciation of how much it meant know. to you. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I didn't know that, you know, like I woke up and I had a wheelchair there and like I, that didn't even cross my mind that I was going to spend time. So what was the injury? So it was a femur? Yeah, so, yeah the the femur, both um meniscus in my left and right knee and the medial MCL on, on my left so it's it just from doing the judo as a kid I'd had knee surgery before and the cartilage had worn through so it was grinding in the joint and unfortunately cartilage there's a few little things now that seem to be getting better and better
1: but there's no way at the moment to like no. bring it right back
0: you know like knee reconstruction um, takes longer essentially but you do get back but cartilage, because I had I had eighty percent of one of the meniscus trimmed out when I was sixteen from judo, Fuck. and that's like he was like you know the surgeon there was like look when you are you know thirties and that you're gonna have to slow right down and probably not do it, but I trained a lot, happened a lot earlier, so going through that just put me in this state of like you know that, that, that took a long time, and I didn't have this understanding that you do get the the, the you know dopamine Reward system and it's very natural to like all athletes experience it. You know, even someone goes to the gym, where well, you don't get your, your runners high or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. You feel down. Yeah. But when you don't understand it, it's fucked. Because you're like, why the fuck do I feel like this?
1: Yeah, I'm a happy person. Yeah. Yeah,
0: but well, you know, I like, got oh, yeah, and you can go like, oh, I got all these good things. Everything's great. Everything's you know, like, and I did like, but it's like you still
1: feel shit. So you were, like you actively like took stock of your life, like, hey, this is all like I am happy, but it was on paper.
0: Yes, exactly, exactly, yeah. and that's my point earlier. It's like maybe you've got to experience these things because you know over those. You know, it took me nearly three years. Like, I did have, um, you know, like other problems because of that with like my, my relationship. Like, I was in a long term relationship that ended, um, and and like the rest of my life, like I I just wouldn't attend like family things that. But I get so much meaning out of my family that. But everything was just I got to get back to training. I gotta train. I got train. I got train. I got train. Like one. of am just everything is just obsessive focus with getting it back, because that's, like, I guess how I valued myself and uh, all that sort of thing. Well, that's that's a problem with athletes is that your identity becomes
1: the thing that you do, not the person that you are, and it's very hard to detach from that, and I think that athletes have it, and, I mean, like, dude, as, like, I don't want to sound fucking retarded saying this, but even with this, it's, like, this podcast is getting fucking massive. Yep. And then it's like, how do you then, like, I'm super aware that, like, this cannot be me. Like, this is a thing that I do. This isn't me. Yep. And I think that I'm lucky to have a head start in that I've worked with athletes for a long time. Right. I've worked with a lot of athletes that they had that identity crisis. Yep. So, for me, I'm like, fuck, like, I need to really, really watch this. Like, this cannot be a thing that goes to my head and defines me yep. and you start to see that as things get like there's a podcast that i they call the h3h3 podcast okay and the dude um super kooky dude and his wife are on it and he's got like autism and um not autism he's got uh fuck what's all he's got like Tourette's and stuff okay yeah yeah but yeah. um so like you can see their content change because all of a sudden he's gone from like this dude that did this interesting podcast to now like Ethan from H3H3 right and it's like it's actually changing the content right so it's like you're getting wrapped up in this is now becoming your identity and you're like you're valuing yourself as this person but then it changes the product which made you that so it becomes like this fucking super weird thing yep so and I think that a lot of athletes don't they don't have the introspection because they don't need it at the time. You, Perfect. You don't need to yep. think what would happen if you didn't have this. You don't need to think, if, is this defining me in an unhealthy way? Yep. But it's only in those times when it's taken away, like you experience yep. that you have to identify. Yep. And like, man, it's something that like, it freaks me the fuck out of like, keep this, keep this in your brain at yes, all times. Yes, yeah. Like you oh, I'm the do same, not, I'm the Do same. not let this, Don't forget this shit. define you. Because, yep. you know, and like we were talking about Conor McGregor earlier. It's like, is he now? It's like you become a caricature of yourself. Yep. And then you stop being yourself and you just start being the character. Bridget. And I wonder, I'm like, and you know, that press conference we were talking about with Khabib and Conor. Yep. Khabib is not being a caricature of himself. No. He's just being Khabib. Yep. And then you see Connor on that stage as being this character of Connor. But it's yep. like, is Connor actively disassociating himself from the character and himself? Or is he just one big ball of Connor McGregor that's just rap? Like he is his persona. And it's like, a, it's a fucking super dangerous place to be because. <laughs> anything can take it away and if your existence and if your self-worth is wrapped yep. up in what you are not who you are yep then you run into a f- fucking issue
0: yeah yeah I, I think you're absolutely right
1: and you so know, that's I, that was the place where you got to right
0: yeah yeah well i mean look I, I still haven't reached you know any level of start or anything like that but for me it, that that was my dream my pursuit and i was on the way you mm. know kicking goals in, 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 in that pursuit and dream and you not know, very aware of the sacrifices that people have made for me as well yeah you know, mm, so a that sense true. of I'm not doing what you know I wanted to do you know, because it's impossible not to have had the, the support that I've had from from you know everybody that's been part of my life and not feel. A lot of gratitude towards them yeah and part of you know of course they don't care they couldn't they just want me to be happy but you all feel
1: responsibility well,
0: yeah like that's what i mean like yeah and and they would all like you know be be extremely annoyed like that i don't even say you know like because yeah. they just want you to be happy they just want you to you know be doing you but you, you can't not feel a sense of obligation to go you know this is what i said i'm going to do and i'm yeah. going to do it you know so uh yeah definitely struggled with with, with all of that stuff and that fortunately had the right people around me too to get me through it yeah. you know what I mean and that's that, that's and again, so how long were you off um it was just under 3 years that's a before I fought fucking again. long time dude yep that's crazy so again i was i was always training at whatever level i could um you know but it took a long time to be able to wrestle properly obviously you know striking on my feet took a long time to to be able to get back to to doing and then there's of course you know every time I do trying to get inflammation and in that, but yeah, but now we're good. So mm. yeah, <laughs> that's
1: know. a that's a crazy thing to go through. And do you think that like we said you wouldn't take back your loss? Would you take those three years back?
0: Well, no, because like I said, because that's that is priceless. Like that's what it's just like you said. So I just have this confidence in myself because like I know
1: you can get through
0: it. Yeah, you know, and that's. You know, as much as it sucks, because I look at those things, it's like it really is. It's it's a different kind of feeling where you can go. I know what, I, look, I know I'm going to be successful, and that's that's a crazy feeling because you can't get that kind of. You can't buy that. No, you can't get that self. Like that self confidence has to be earned through getting over your own problems and mm. coming out the other side. And some people don't. Some people go into that victim mentality, and then you know, I was fortunate, whatever it is, but I've gotten through it now.
1: Mm. And I'll deal
0: with that shit, and it's just like. Was it pretty dark though For a while Yeah it was uh, It was easily Like that's Like the worst I've I've felt You know I've got a good life But That you know Like just the The hormonal thing's big Because that does fuck you When you used to Train since a little kid You get that dopamine And that When you yeah. lose that Like that does Put you in a Like Understanding that Helps so much Yeah, my, yeah. Learned, It was like Oh yeah, well that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, no, of course you get all these good hormones. Now I don't. My body you know has adapted to getting you know, a lot of them. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, Well, yeah, of course I feel shit. Doesn't mean anything's wrong. Like just keep moving forward. But do you do you know Stuart Cooper? Yeah, yeah, Stuart Cooper. yeah. yeah. So
1: he said that he was like crazy depressed. When he had that drug problem that he had. Did you listen to that podcast with him? No. Dude, so he he was addicted to fucking Valium. Right. And he, because he was traveling all over the world, he constantly had jet lag, time zones, couldn't sleep. He just was popping a Valium a day for like three years. Yep. And then he flew into Melbourne and because he lived in Thailand, you don't need a prescription for Valium, you just go buy the shit. Okay. So then he comes, he goes, well, I don't want to go to Melbourne without a prescription, so I'll leave my Valium at home. Yep gets to Melbourne has fucking full withdrawals from valium and then then starts this process he goes fuck I'm a drug addict now yeah. gets gets back to Thailand flies back to um his parents in the UK yep and then gets off cold turkey gets off valium which is which is super dangerous but no one no one would prescribe him anything to get him through right and um so then anyway gets over the drug addiction side of things on the physical and but suffered a crazy depression, and he had the perspective to know that, like, he was a happy person. His life was good. It was just yes. the, it was this drug issue that had made him depressed. Okay. But interestingly, he went and did ayahuasca.
0: Yeah. Okay. okay. And then yeah.
1: he said that he had this experience that was like filled with love and gratitude, and it just like illuminated like all the people that love him. Yep. And then he just said it was like a cloud that got lifted. But he interestingly had the perspective of. The similar to you that like yep. well it's only because of this that i am depressed yep. like this isn't me yes on on the whole yep. and i think that well, i mean we kind of said it before but like it's fucking hard to have that perspective because yep. i mean yeah everyone like there'd be so many people that would be like i'll just get over it you know yeah but it's hard when it is yeah. that chemical based thing that you're talking about
0: yeah yeah definitely definitely it's um like you say, it's fucking scary really it's you know, cool ha- that hey, you can't get thrown off balance but then mm. you know you have got the right people around you and and that's it's priceless having that awareness of mm. you know of of who you want to be in ten, yeah. in terms of character because i think that's the only thing that can can get you back on track cuz yeah. you set targets and you you know you you fuck up and then you go no I'm fucked up i'm changing that
1: yeah yeah so you did a uni degree in that three years, right?
0: Uh, um, no, no. So I'd start. So when I started training with Dan Higgins, he he said you got to get something. Really? So I was a teenager. Yep. And that's
1: fucking cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's what Shout I mean. out to
1: Dan Higgins.
0: Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Dan Higgins.
1: That's fucking rad.
0: Um, and he's probably the only man in the world that you know teenage me would have would listened, listened to. to. Yeah. You know, that's get a uni respect, degree. son. Going to uni, fucking. Fighter, mate. <laughs> but yeah. you know what I mean. So I did. Went. To, yeah. Yep. Finished my degree. And again, that was you know again what a sort of blessing that ended up being. Because when I was injured, like at least I could. Mm. At the same time, like I sort of got out of surgery and finished my degree that semester. Yeah. So then once. So you into, did a teaching degree, right? Yep. Yep. So health. So How did it
1: go doing? A teaching degree when you dropped out of school in grade nine. So did, I did you have um, to do TAFE?
0: Yes, so I did surf four and fitness, and then that gave me like an OP equivalent enough to get into uh, education.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, you can sort of backdoor your way in.
0: Mean? I don't know how I ended up being a teacher, man. Yeah, I do, but yeah. But you're it's a right now.
1: you. You come across as a guy that wants to share knowledge, and you know, like Neil deGrasse Tyson always says, because um, he obviously teaches and lectures yep. and stuff like that. And he always says that there's, if you ask a person how many teachers like influence their life, like that you still remember as an yeah, adult, yeah. everybody, unless you are like a hyper fucking nerd, super into school, which is very rare. Yep. Then you might have one to three teachers that you actually remembered. Yep. That made a mark on your life. Yep. And Neil deGrasse Tyson would always say to people that were lecturing or teachers say, just be that teacher yeah just be that teacher do yep. something to have that influence over that one kid because there are teachers that do change your life and I think that man. fuck man education's just I hated school but yeah educate like not the saying knowledge is power is like maybe the most powerful saying and like that's my favourite fucking quote of all time yeah because you don't know what you don't know yep you have to fucking <laughs> find out man <laughs> yeah yeah
0: I mean, teaching is unreal. Like, it,
1: Was there a fulfillment in that that absolute, you didn't oh, even know that man. you were going to get?
0: I, I loved it. Like, if I didn't have this, like, you know, this is like, I love what I'm doing. Now. That's my dream and I'm living my dream. So that's, uh, you know, but teaching, it's, they're, they're, like, there's, there's this marking and bullshit and that, but like, yeah. people don't become teachers because they want to make a heap of money. You yeah. know what I mean? Most people become teachers because, like, they are awesome people. And, like, the teachers I, like, worked with, man, so they're just, like, yet, like they're just this mum, you know. But, like, the impact that they have on their students, and the amount they care for their students, that, like you said, like, the students don't even know right now. And But, like, down the track, those students are going to look back and go, like, man, like, this teacher, like, helped me. and yeah. It's like, you see that all the time, and it's so beautiful. And just how you see, like, all these problems in the society, like, oh, so he's bringing it down. It's like, oh, we're teaching the wrong thing. It's like, man, you don't even know. Like, a lot of these teachers... That, like they are just genuine, good, value-based people trying to, <laughs> to put in putting crazy hours to to make a difference in that. And it's it's a thankless job, but it does. You know, as a, as you know, an Australian citizen, it's like that film with pride, like yeah. the, these people that I met and seeing them in there. Don't get me wrong, like you know, there, there's, there's some idiots there's in there as well, teachers yeah, too, yeah, yeah, definitely. But the majority of them, man,
1: it's like. I think that's like comes back to what we're saying too like that negativity bias like yeah. you do choose to focus on the negative yep. teachers like I fucking remember yeah. all the teachers that were pieces of shit to me and it's like yeah you know you lump them into that category and it's the same as like saying all police officers are fucking exactly. like all like yep. blanket terms are just like dangerous across the board yep. but they're so easy yeah yeah it's yeah yeah so easy to like kind of put those put people into those categories
0: yep Yep. Yeah.
1: That's yeah, it's fucking dangerous, dangerous to dangerous. do. Um, we're we're talking before about the Kona Khabib thing. What do you think about the press conference?
0: Yeah, look, like I I am like I said, I I think, I like you can, you can, I don't know, you can hate on someone talking, smacking, and I I don't like. That's not how I was brought up in that, but. You can't hate on someone who constantly goes after challenges, backs themselves, Mm. and pulls through. Like, you you can't not hate on that. Like, that is 100% without a doubt an admirable quality that he possesses far beyond what most people ever will. Mm. So, yeah, it's it's that same thing. How do you want to look at it? Like, just look at it as, like, yeah, that's some amazing things. Now, whether this is all become too much for him. And that's more than understandable. Like yeah. I said, you give me a hundred million dollars. Like, like, I don't want, I don't want a hundred million dollars because that's yep. too much to not go absolutely crazy. And the
1: attention, like he's yeah, probably the that. biggest sports star on the planet. Yeah. Yep. Like, he's bigger than Floyd.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Way like, bigger. And imagine, but as, as like in his own code, I don't know. Like, But that last press conference was just, like you say, you need, I don't know. I don't know how you control that. Like you need some people around you who, uh, I don't know. I have no idea.
1: I just- and imagine too, like, the people just setting up these pins for you that are like, you look and you're like, you've knocked them down. <laughs> fucking strike. Next time. You cannot fucking do this. Strike. Yep. And it's just like, if you keep knocking them fucking pins down and do it like, you got to think like six years ago, the cunt was a plumber. Yeah. And it's like, you look now, there's no roadmap for superstardom in, in the way that he's been you know, thrust into that kind of spotlight and it's like, but, and he just keeps getting in and knocking motherfuckers out or, yep. you know, I was, I think he was amazing against Floyd, yeah. like, and I think he just pulled off the greatest fucking heist of all time, <laughs> like to steal a hundred million dollars from boxing, like that was a fucking heist, son, yeah. like, yeah, 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 you know, he stole that money, and yeah. uh, but from like under everyone's noses and totally legally, and yeah you know like that's genius bro like yeah. he just extracted he just goes give me that he just fucking took that money so yeah. it's like yeah you can't and no one else has done it the, who who's done that who had the fucking balls yeah. who had the foresight who had the courage yeah. to just put themselves out there fucking in the ring with the greatest boxer of all time for 10 10 fucking what eight rounds 10 rounds
0: that's but that's what i mean like that is that you know your you you're applied philosophy. Yeah. He's not moving away from from challenges. Yeah, you know, like there's no roadmap to that level of success. And obviously, there has been elements of you know creating the perfect storm, I guess, in, in that level of superstar. But that approach to anything is going to bring a massive level of success. Yeah, you know, like he's lost fights as well. Was what, you know when right? he like, lost
1: to Diaz and then got straight back in. Was that like an influence on you?
0: Um. I've, I've seen I've seen that kind of thing since I was a kid. Yeah, okay. Do you know what I mean? With with all the people that are good at, at any martial arts, it's just... Like, to to not go back in is like, come on, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I've done martial arts my whole life. Imagine if I'd taken that first loss and go like, oh...
1: I'll just chill here for a bit.
0: Like, that's just... You know what I mean? I get like... Yeah, you can look at it and go, oh, that's cool, but it's like from in there, you know what I mean? It'd be the same. Yeah, you know, like someone doing motocross, like has one... Yeah, one MS. bad race. I'm guys, not saying yeah. break your neck, like that's different. Like, yeah, do you yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. MMA, you can get hurt pretty bad. I didn't get hurt in that regard, you know, like that's different. But taking a loss, yeah, that, that's the measure. Yeah. That's, that's the best Hard measure. Of not off your wins. Like, how do you handle a loss? Yeah. And it's like, like you said, that, that changes something in you and that constant evolution. You get stronger, you get better, you get braver and yeah. then you just keep taking those chances. how can you not be successful because like no one wants to do that yeah well no one, like for whatever reason it's like we know that's the answer like that is the roadmap to success like get like test yourself outside your comfort zone so acknowledge that keep testing yourself outside your comfort zone you're gonna lose yeah test yourself 20 times you're gonna lose a couple times but now you're better way yeah. better you just push yourself those 20 times and it's like that's all you got to do and then it's just it's um but it's the hardest thing to do yeah yeah but I th- like you say but it builds it's it's the spiral isn't it because yeah. it's like once like I said, once you get that success it's like you know yeah you're like nah this is how it works yeah this is how it works you, you can't cheat it the same way that like if you if you cheat and take shortcuts you end up coming short mm. if you don't cheat and don't take shortcuts but take your losses you can't not I, I can't see how you can't not be successful at yeah. anything
1: I agree for sure, like and without
0: I, some, you know, natural disaster coming yeah. to you, like what? But yeah,
1: yeah, shit that's in your control. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's funny, like, and when Fabio said to me on the, like, because I've been fucking doing well in the gym, yep. and I probably, you know, what? Like he said, like, yep, everyone has a fucking ego when they walk in, and I probably was just way too cocky, way too okay. fucking stoked on myself and how much I'd gotten better, yep. because you see yourself improving the gym, yep. but you know what? You don't get fucking medals in the gym. Yeah, yeah. And I've learned that this weekend. Yep. They give out a fucking medal based on <laughs> what you do at the comp. And yep. no, that fucking dude that beat me, he doesn't know that I've been doing good shit in the gym. He don't give a fuck. Yep. The people that are on the comp don't give a fuck. Yep. No, like, it only matters on the day. Yep. And and it's like, yeah. it's, what, it's, it's what you do when it matters that matters. Yeah. yeah. And it's like... I was maybe building myself up in this safety environment of the gym and around people that I know. And you have success over people that you have been doing it longer than you and, you know what I mean, that they're ranked higher than you and that gives you this, like, false sense of um, your ability, maybe. And then I went out, and even though, like, I lost the fight through things I did wrong, I still lost. Yep, And it's like... I honestly think it was a great lesson to just shut the fuck up about what I do in the gym because it means nothing. And yep. I think that this is a really... This was a really great weekend for me to now, I guess, take this forward as to just, like, just shut the fuck up in the gym. It doesn't matter. Like, not that I tell... like, yeah, not yeah. You know what I mean? But in my head, like, I tell my... Oh, you're doing good. That was great. That was great, you know? And I guess there's, like, got to be a balance of, like, patting yourself on the back. Yep. But like ultimate humility until the time that it really matters because again none of that shit fucking matters yeah and it's like it it was a it definitely was like a lesson in that this weekend of like you've got to treat everything well it's like don't don't pay any mind to the stuff that really doesn't matter yep so because it's like it's only when they put that comp time on that people are really going to show you a hundred percent because it it is win win or lose but in the gym you know who knows how hard people are going who knows if you really got that who knows if you would have got that if it was in a comp and there was something on the line so it's like you know you kind of build these false little fucking safety nets for yourself to like give you confidence yep but then it's like none of that shit really fucking actually means anything when it when it comes down to it
0: yep that's could pursue truth,
1: yeah. And I mean, yeah, hard, <laughs> hard fucking lesson to learn. Um, who do you think's gonna win the fight between Connor and Khabib? You're a fucking wrestler, so you're probably gonna go the wrestler, dude. Uh, yeah,
0: like uh, I can appreciate shooting him for takedowns blindly, which could be, yeah. I think, um,
1: yeah. So, who, who do you think's winning this this fight?
0: I think, like, I think someone's gonna make someone look silly, which is why it's such a beautiful fight, yeah. and, you know, like in their own areas, they're so, so skilled, but I think if, yeah, I mean. McGregor might just go clock on the way in yeah and dance out of there but um but I think if he doesn't it's the
1: ultimate like for me this is one of the craziest fights in the UFC like ever yeah Styles because yeah they say Styles make fights right yep and you've got Conor McGregor could easy easy as fuck Aldo Khabib he could Aldo that motherfucker like that but if he doesn't yeah then Khabib is gonna barbosa him, and he's yeah. just gonna. Yeah. Let me tell you that if Khabib gets Connor on the ground, yeah, Connor is gonna want to die. Yeah. Like uh, I agree. That's a fucking scary, scary, oh. scary, scary place to be, man. And I then if Khabib, work. and if Connor gets Khabib, Khabib's not gonna want to die. He's not even gonna know where the fuck he is. Yeah. He's yeah. Go- he's gonna be gone. So yeah. it's like. This is just such a. This is like maybe one of the most razor edge fights where there is zero, zero chance of fucking error for either of these guys. Yep. Like it's going to yeah. be crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think the psychological component is massive because I think you no know one, like you just can't comprehend what it would be like to have oh. whatever, 70,000 people going nuts for this guy. And, and plus then, the
1: like the 3 million people that are watching on TV.
0: Yeah. True. 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 And then he, like, he, he plays that card so well. You know, all the talk, he's, like, using reverse, like, positive affirmations. You know, like, if you want to sort of sports, like, everything they tell you, like, to focus on, like, you know, visualizing things going well, like, you know, like, understand what could happen and have, you know, plans in place. He just blasts them over and over again. That's he's on that press conference. Like, he's going to shoot at my leg. He's going to shoot at my leg. Just... He just put it in their mind over and over again. So then when you're there, crowd's going crazy. He's standing there telling you he's going to kill you. It's, like, real now. And... You know what I mean? It's like, this is the bad guy that I'm meant to be. And, you know, it's like the hero villain thing. And he, like, puts you in position of, like, feeling like, you know, it's your duty. G- I don't know. Like, build so much pressure on him. And then he's put that in the head over and over and over again. Like that, what not to do. That's so I'm not going to dive on some little single. And-
1: yeah. Because
0: Khabib definitely
1: doesn't set his shit up that well. But does he have to?
0: Well, I think that that that, that pressure again, style people, fight is, you know? is, is is beautiful, and that, yeah, I don't know. Like you say, yeah, I'd like just jump on a low single, and is McGregor gonna be able to, to get out? I, I don't know. Which I guess is what you know does make it so so, so interesting. beautiful. Yeah. But
1: you would think like that. I think the- we'll see this fight again, no matter what.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you just keep running, yeah. hey?
1: Like, but it it's like I think that. I just don't know if you can underestimate like how fucked up Dagestan is as like a place to grow up. Like you're a hard you're a hard dude based on the environment of judo and wrestling and this entire life of like martial arts, right? Like you're a fu- you've been exposed to the grind of martial arts. But can you imagine being exposed to the grind of martial arts where you don't have fucking surface yeah. paradise to go and swim in and you know what I mean?
0: This, this is where it gets really interesting because that, that makes sense. Like from the streets, from the ghetto, like got that hunger. But like Maslow's hierarchy, like if you don't have your base needs covered, like um, it's very hard to focus on something that's not essential. So like your arts and hobbies and that that sort of pursuit comes once like you've got Everything like food, else shelter, can, water, yeah, like yeah, the base yeah. need. So I think like, people i think can sort of like you know like western culture in in in, in like all fields is, is very successful look at the olympics the you know, yeah. u.s does really well but like none of those olympians need to be participating in sport to eat yeah whereas a lot of these eastern european countries, like that is their ticket yeah so well, why is it because that puts out so there's so much more like emotion drives motivation so you've got to have that shit squared away or like there is too much pressure. Like you're not going to handle the the psychological. You're not going to be happy. You're not going to like your motivation's all skewed. Like I think I don't know. Like that 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 to me because that's something that I've you know, thought of heaps. Because you do get you know why is it that 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 there are kids that you know don't need to be doing this and
1: they still are do still it. good at you
0: know, fighting's a yeah. core of that. Like oh he's so hungry because he but it's like well yeah but if if you're hungry enough to be like that good at fighting and you can probably work a normal job and get by. Like you can probably find a way to buy that doesn't, yeah. like it is sort of.
1: I think it's interesting the way that you explained that without fighting, you're, you're not, you, you, you lose a big part of yourself. You become not happy, not fulfilled, but it's like, you don't need to fight. You're not, you don't need to fight your way out of fucking the gold coast. No, you know what I mean? Like out of a great life in Australia, but there is something in you that, does drive and maybe Connor does have that to work. That's what I mean. You know? Yeah. So, so yeah, I guess maybe it's not as much of a factor as what maybe I think it is.
0: You bring up kids in school, man, like that, the kids that do really well usually have really good support at home. Not that they can't, but like you play a numbers game. It's like you get the kids in like the, um, like extracurricular classes and that, like the high achievers. Most of them have um, uh, like married parents. most of them have like this is just playing numbers this isn't saying at all that there's not some kid who's got that ethic got that whatever done it but like numbers statistically yeah it's like there's correlation with support at home with being brought up with you know care and love and these things it's like that's meant to be soft like makes you soft but it's like no because like like I said love's tough sometimes like you know good parents and that they will make their kid work hard and discipline and that, but not so far out of their comfort zone that they need to be fighting to survive. Yeah. It's like, whoa, come on. That's not how we build, 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 build. It's, you know, I think that gets a bit...
1: misconstrued. Um, you yeah. think? Yeah. Makes,
0: makes an awesome story. Super inspiring. But I, I don't think it's the the meta for bringing up, you know, I think... You know, like, give people an awesome life. Like Spartan culture it's yeah, like right. we're gonna look up you get leisure time you get to hang out we train fucking hard we you know go at it but like we, everyone's dancing naked we're taking care of girls you yeah. know you're not worrying about like oh I want to go out play, like I'm not in some dirty gym in you yeah. know some country with nothing it's like, <laughs> like all these other things are also awesome. like we got food whenever we need it We got you know what I mean and yeah. then it's like you can endure a lot Dude, more it makes sense I've never really thought about it like
1: you are right. Like, we go hard as fuck at training. Like, I was watching Friday night. Like, I actually sat out a couple rolls because of the comp on Saturday. Right. And I was watching Shane and Sean. Do you, do you know Shane uh, Shane Young? He's a purple belt from our gym. He he competes a lot, but he's a fucking okay. bunch, of, a bunch of people that in this circle sort of know him. But anyway, okay. he, him and this uh, guy, Sean, are yep. like two purple belts at our gym. They're fucking, like awesome yep and they're really good friends yep and we were i was watching them friday night and they were fucking sending it like it was gnarly and yeah. and i guess when you're talking about that it kind of just made me think of how much harder are they gonna go of that it's like they they probably don't have that much harder yeah. like they were fucking they were trying to fuck each other up yeah and they're best friends yep and it's like they you're right like on that friday night that's every Friday night. They don't need to be doing that. And yeah. I'm sort of thinking like with me, like I don't need to go and get fucking choked by Greg on a Friday night, like five times in five minutes. <laughs> like that's not, I don't need that. I'm not fighting for survival, but yep. there is, you're right. There is something. So yeah, maybe that's not as big a factor as people like to play it out, but it's a storyline that you can easily run with. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Huh.
1: Interesting. You just, fuck. you just made me think about something a lot, a lot differently. <laughs> But yeah, I think it's it's definitely a crazy yeah, it's a crazy fight for the um just I just no I just don't think we've ever seen something on the razor edge like this. You know? Yeah. Where it's they're so good at, at what, what they, they do, do. Yep. And it's the exact opposite thing. Yep. And it's like the yeah, it's who the fuck could predict this? What are the odds gonna be? How it this is this is the first fight where I just Someone's going to get completely fucked up. Well, yeah. Like, the, that's, that's there's no. Think. And if it goes to a decision, it's going to be because Khabib. Like, it won't go to a decision. It won't go to a decision. Because Connor will tap. Yeah. Con- I could see. Like, I could honestly see Connor just tapping to just. After that third round, you taken taking for the fourth time. Yep, and
0: just held down, press, yeah. Just straight pressure.
1: Like, a little fuck. Like, it tap, tap due to strikes. So I could see that. But that's that okay happening. as well. Yeah. You know what I
0: mean? Like come on like, I don't think that takes anything away from him either fuck like, it's no quite, you know like because that's what sucks Like that's what will happen like if he does get mordered and he'll made to look strikes. silly
1: he'll tap by it, strikes for sure if, that if happens, he loses
0: yeah and people go like, oh he's a pussy like no he's not a pussy he's Dude, not a pussy at all the beating that could be
1: like let's but, say let's say Connor gets let's say that this scenario where Connor's on the ground yep Khabib is going to kill him. Get some hammer lock. It's going to be so... Like, he gets that lock where you're on your side, yep. and then he holds that arm there, yep. and then just beats the fucking piss out of you. Yeah. It is going to be that if it goes there. But then, yeah. on the exact opposite end, like, I could see Conor finishing him in, like, 15 seconds. I'm
0: just cracking all the way in.
1: Just first time Conor uh, Khabib comes in, that yeah. l- it and, like... Connor throws that, and you saw it in the Till fight. That's what got Till knocked out. Right uppercut. Okay. Left um, like oh, left yeah, cross.
0: That, he Nassim. does... The, Prince Nassim.
1: Yeah, he does that, right? Connor does that so... Like, I feel like he's the only one that really pulls it off because that's what Till tried to do. Because okay. the problem is, did you see Till's fight? No. So I've seen the
0: highlight of him getting... Well, that's how he got knocked out.
1: That right... Okay. right uppercut and then he just loads that fucking left okay. and when you're loading that left that just counter Countered right him. straight over the top right. so it's like but Conor's the kind of guy that can pull that off okay you know so this it's like media. it's just fucking even well that's how he got Aldo right it was a left uppercut coming in just fucking dudes All that, that cross or was it was it just this
0: don't know if it was straight or hook like he just changes the angle yeah. based on that reaction pretty much Like.
1: but yeah it's like it's just Connor's so fucking good that he can pull that kind of stuff off. And I don't think Khabib's ever fought a guy that's going to work the kind of angles that McGregor's going to... Like, there'll be punches coming at Khabib in directions that he's never seen before, ever. Yeah. Because Connor's the only dude that can do it. Yeah. Like, Till is a fucking freak, yep. and he couldn't pull off that right uppercut, left hook combo. Yeah. yeah. One of the best All dudes the in the that, world.
0: Yeah. That, that position you're just an absolute master of mm. so yeah
1: it's gonna it's gonna be fucking crazy son yeah 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 but yeah I just the beat like what's scary like it's not scary for Khabib to get knocked out by Connor if he gets sparked yeah, that's, right. that's not scary nah that's what's right. fucking scary nah. is the Bold. position that Connor would be in Bold. like bad news bears yeah that's the that's a man you don't want to fuck with and then you add in like all the Russia shit like oh oh, oh I know it's all know. too much I know crazy fight i'm fucking i'm g'd yeah so what um what's the plan with your fight this weekend
0: yes go up on wednesday flying up with um stuart nickel yeah roommate's black belt um jiu-jitsu guy um fly up on wednesday cut weight (laughs) yeah (laughs) weigh in friday
1: so what's your so you are water loading now so what's that like eight liters of water a day yeah.
0: How much is it? Oh, so like I do, I did seven yesterday then I'll do four today, four tomorrow and then the following which would be the Wednesday to 1.5. Yeah. No, sorry. The Thursday 1.5, Friday. No, sorry. Wednesday 1.5, Friday 800 mil. Wednesday 1.5, Thursday 800 mil, Friday sauntering off whatever's left. Um, yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. So. And then, so what, is that process of water loading so like are you basically trying to get you overload your body with water yes. and then you slowly cut it out and then your body naturally starts getting rid
0: of yes the water weight because it's used what well, it wants to get rid of it produce this hormone so we got too much water in us, get rid of it that hormone will stay around for about 48 hours once ah. it once it sort of um produces or whatever or, you know, i don't know the biochemistry or whatever but yeah. yeah you get this hormone makes you piss heaps then when you cut You've got those two days where your body keeps pissing out, heaps, heaps. so it's just like a diuretic effect is essentially what going natural after. diuretic effect. Yep,
1: yep. and then how much weight do you think you'll lose in that sauna session?
0: I I, I can't a bit so cutting from seventy, I was seventy three six this morning, and it's sixty five point eight is the weight. Fuck yeah, yeah, that's um, crazy. Yeah, I mean it's not like it's safe. 10, obviously, ten yeah. percent is what you want to do. You want to do ten percent because if you're not doing ten percent, you like you like the massive correlation once it's over 10% with losing like tied in with weight cutting over 10% underneath 10% it's not so much if you do it right with the 24 hours you're going to be okay you know what I mean your, your um, brain's good take the shots again your, your stamina's there like you're and good. so
1: how do you feel after a water cut do you feel depleted at all absolutely
0: so if you had to fight straight after that weigh in you, you would be fucked uh, you know what I mean but it's it's own art form and it you know, yeah. takes a little bit to get right but like the big thing is you cut out carbohydrates sodium yeah, um, and fiber. Yeah, and then it releases the water a lot um, more easily. The the low residue helps like flush out your intestines, and so, yeah. you know you get a few kilos there and that, and like it, it is quite crazy how much you sort of do get rid of yeah. before you have to sweat it out. Yeah, but I'll be sweating probably three out over the Thursday Friday.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah. So I, yeah, these this last week. So I think I started like seventy five point nine. Yep, and then I just had no carbs all week. I did intermittent fasting, so I just tried to not eat until lunch. I'd get up, I'd have a coffee or maybe like two coffees in the morning. Yep, Um, And then, but yeah, no carbs. And then I'd train and then I was just having like chicken and salad and and some nuts for snacks and berries and shit like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But pretty much just tried to have like no carbs at all, intermittent fasting. And then I didn't have to do any kind of sauna or anything. Yep. But I woke up at 73 and then when I put my shit on, I weighed... Like on the fucking money. Yep. So I think that was another reason. Like, it's not an excuse. It's just a. I guess it's just but like you gotta figure happen. it like out. What, exactly. Like yeah. You gotta. F- yeah. You gotta figure out how yep. it, your body's gonna work. And like what. Cause the problem with me is like, I'd have to fight at 77. Like, the next weight up is 77. And like, yeah, I don't even walk around at 77. Yep. Like, if I let myself go, I'm 77. Yep. But to be eating healthy, training a lot, I'm at like 75. Yep. So it's like to go up two kilos to be the smallest dude in the weight division. Yeah. And it's like, that's a, it's a big difference, man, in wrestling, like, or in any yeah. kind of grappling because there's just strength. Like the dude I fought felt fucking stronger than me even, you know, at my, at like me yep. cutting weight. Yep. But it's like, I don't, yeah, it's a, it's a hard one to, to really figure out and I've only done three comps. Yep. So it's like a, I'm still in that process of trying to figure out, out what, what works. But, yep. like, basically, I I couldn't really... I had breakfast. So, I had some, like, mints and I had a coffee. Yep. So, I had I had a little bit of breakfast, got to the place. My fight was after lunch. So, I basically skipped lunch, yep. weighed in, and then I had, like, a banana, some BCAA drink, um, some lollies. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Just yeah. to try and, like, fire me up. But it's, like, I just didn't feel great. Like, mentally, yeah. I was foggy. I didn't, like... I couldn't get... Like, are you fired up before you fight? Like, you aggressive I re- yeah I have to be. See, like, I fucking... How do you get there? Like, because I'm so relaxed. Like, I feel fucking stoned when I'm just sitting there. Like, I was just sitting on the floor, just waiting for him to call me up. And then I got in there and I tried to, like... I tried to stand up with the dude yes. to, like, get a bit of intensity. Yep. Instead of just pulling guard and yes. working. I yeah, tried yeah, to, yep. like, fight the guy a bit. Yep. And um, we were kind of fucking slapping each other around. And, yep. And it... it got i guess it woke me up a little bit yep but the downside was i wasted two minutes of me working and yep. i feel like if i had two extra minutes i would have been a different story so it's like yep. it's so to really master and feel confident in what you're doing like i'm still yep. guessing when i'm going in there which is yep. i guess a you know yeah. part of the learning
0: yep well, that's right but as long as you know at every time like you have done you sort of go okay well what can i do differently what adjustments mm. you know that, that same process that applies to reflecting yeah um then yeah like you get better at it because it is like you say especially tournaments like that was <laughs> that's good thing about fighting you make one walk you yeah. fight one guy you're know, yeah. like <laughs> about tournaments like you might have all your preliminary things in the morning and then you might have the finals till at night so you got yeah. the same thing like you've been aroused and then you've got to bring it down because if you stay heightened you're going to be you can't exhausted. maintain it yeah exactly so you know, I'll be going like it, for me it's more I try and bring myself down because I naturally get very um, hyped up yeah, like you know, cause, cause I put in a lot of work in that, and I I want to win. Yeah. Um. So for me, it's about making sure I don't just be stupid. Yeah. But if if you're the other one you need to hype up. Like you know, there is like playing along with your your physiology and that. You know, making sure you're you're holding yourself in the right way for whatever level of arousal you want. Yeah. Um. And then obviously language and that. Yeah. You know, like some people need that. Like, fuck this guy. Yeah. Some people, that's terrible. They say, oh, fuck this guy. to think, oh, like, you know, like, so it is an individual thing that you've yeah. got to work out. And, and again, that's that's the beautiful thing about fighting. You know, working it out yeah. It hurts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Way. So that's why, you know, a lot of people,
1: yeah. It's funny too, man, like, because I've, I've been in motocross my whole life. Yep, and I was like, hurt. I was like winning some stuff, but like the B grade level, like I okay. was never in that. Then when I did do A grade stuff, like I was the level of for me to win was like pretty far. Yep, at, to the point where I'm like, no, I'm not gonna be that guy. Okay, so but I still love the competition.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I love
1: to go. I love to race. I yep. enjoyed the competition, but the winning thing was kind of out of the picture. So it was like something I never really focused on. Okay, and then when I did team sports, yes, I wanted to win but it wasn't up to just me.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. now
1: that with jujitsu, it's like I'm fucking 30, but it's the first time in my life where like, like I went into that comp and I was like, I'm going to win. All yep. I gave a fuck about was winning. Okay. And it, it's honestly the first time in my life that I'm experiencing the emotions that come with ex- like, not just wanting to win, but like yep. expecting to win. Like, yeah,
0: okay. yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's
1: now I'm finding that, i'm fine like i'm in this whole new zone of like psychology that yep. and i love psychology like yeah. we fucking talk about philosophy for fucking three hours here pretty yep. much yep. like i love that shit i feel yep. like i know but yep. i don't know how to deal with, yeah, with yeah, wanting yeah. to win and like expecting to win i didn't have that my whole fucking life so it's yeah, like yeah, this whole yeah. new challenge for me now of like needing to win at this yep it's crazy yeah so I'm yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know how to, I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm still fucking trying. Skill,
0: just another skill, isn't it? Like anything, how do you cultivate it? Mm. Same so, thing, just reflecting process.
1: Yeah, so I guess that's like, yeah. And and the really hard thing I'm finding as well is that it's really hard to find like a yardstick of, okay. of where you're actually at. And like I was saying, like I'm that, that analytical dude, yep. 23, 29,200 days in 80 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. I want it, you know, but with this, it's like, well, am I ready for this comp? Yep. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. coach can't tell me. Yeah. The guys I train with can't tell me because yep. they don't know who I'm fighting. Yep. I don't know who I'm fighting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a real motherfucker when you're, yeah. When you, when you're an analytical person like me, that's trying to, basically i'm building confidence off numbers in a way tick all the boxes but i don't have like i don't have the yardstick i don't have a measure that i can measure myself against yep and then it's hard to manage your expectations
0: yeah man man i I hear like you know yeah because i just just want the it's like how do i how do i be world champ yeah (laughs) what's the process yeah but there's not you know it is like because we're all different so that process and then like i said like how you balance in the the other sides of, of what a healthy person is because mm. healthy persons motivation, other person's energy a healthy person you know can reflect can persevere it's like how do you build all that in like that's very different like you know you see it is you know again that that is the the beautiful part in it but it's also yeah it kind of sucks because it's like I'm willing to put in the work I'll put in whatever work and you know, I'll do whatever I got to do but it's like well I don't know what I got to do yeah yeah, I mean, I like. In my, I'm very fortunate that, like, my my the people that are around me have you know brought people up to very high levels on that before, so like gives you a yeah. lot of confidence. Like, well, follow them around, do what they're saying. Like, yeah,
1: easy yep, for sure.
0: Um, but yeah, hundred percent. Like, nutrition's massive, strength conditioning's massive. Where everybody's just doing their own sort of things, and it's like, oh, well, how do I apply this to me? And you know, is this best? And it's like we don't know. It's like you say, have, have I prepared? But I don't really think that there's a level of like confidence that comes with knowing that like you have put everything into your preparation. Mm. That's like, like, I certainly find that like I'm okay with whatever happens because I know I've put everything in. So it's like, okay, well if, if you know, the worst possible case scenario happens, I did, I did all I can do. So what's the alternative is to avoid. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, that's good luck to you if that's how you want to approach hard things in life. So it's like, And that's, that's all you can do, do your best and, and, and go at it and then keep going at it until
1: (laughs) you get what you want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, you know, but again, you know, what is it that you want? Once you work that out, you know, for, for, for me, it's massive how, yeah all the, I guess like, you know, I, I want a level of financial success that's let, that lets me like look after a family when I want to have a family yeah. you know what I mean while doing what I love like that's what I want like so it's not like oh I don't care about the money like no I, I do care about I want to make some money out of this like I want to make it so I'm, I'm I'm comfortable and you know can can care for my family and that out of the money but if that's your primary focus then it's like you lose oh no I just lost the, you know like for, it's like the primary focus has to be on what you can control yeah. and that's like how you react to things that's your philosophy and how you're applying it Yeah. You know, so I think if that's it then it's like it's not so much like a this happened or that happened. It's it's just like this is just a process taking place and I'm just enjoying it and moving through it. And, you know, like I got caught by this and, 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 and knocked out. Okay, yeah. okay, how do I stop getting caught by that? Keep going. Like that's that sort of approach, like that focus. And then you get like your reward out of that. Like, oh, next time, you know, like yeah. oh, I did better this time. Like that's, you know, so it's not so much like the the spectrum of, yeah. of, of good. Yeah. You know, it's like the spectrum of winning yeah well it's like no you didn't lose you just didn't win much yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean it's like is there winning and losing or is there just one thing like yeah. good you know is like, you can get rid of bad it's just yeah. like this is the lowest level of oh, no yeah you're right yeah, you're right you know good very good excellent like it's all on the same line yeah I think that can can sort of be maybe a better approach and then you know like I love this so yeah. how can I not be like I live with people who love jiu-jitsu and that like you know i yeah i don't know i'm like man i just get to train
1: yeah yeah it's it's
0: more like the process of it yeah you fall in love with that which yeah it's so corny in that but it's so like it's like you said it's like we all know we <laughs> you know, know this you can shit, break yeah. away it's like we all know but yeah. it's like oh i gotta actually do it but then it's like once you start appreciating getting the rewards out of doing it it's like i think that's momentum or whatever you know that that spiral that any successful person seems to catch on to and yeah 100%. apply like
1: so where um where are you at like you're kind of holding out for the ufc right like you want to enter into that that yeah, UFC wanna, division? Oh, like
0: the ufc just has that you know like i grew up watching it and then there are some some you know like one fc you know that, that's a great organization that's doing very well and and who knows you know it's got a massive market in in asia and that sort of thing but for me right now yeah i, I want to I want to fight in the UFC. And how far away do you think
1: you are from that?
0: I don't think I'm far at all. I think if you look at, like I I had that loss, the split decision loss and I showed straight away that that was a shit fight from, like then I'm capable of much more than that. So I think if you, if I have a good performance this weekend, that every single one of my wins has been. validated
1: in a way like.
0: Well like, uh, apart from that loss, I I, I don't think I've taken a shot in every fight. Like, that last one was finished in the second round. Every other finish was the first round. And, you know, I've, I've got some accomplishments in judo and jiu-jitsu and that from before I was even fighting. Like, it's not like I just woke up one day and started doing it. And,
1: yeah, yeah. You know, like... You're a lifelong I, I don't competitor. Know. So,
0: if this one puts me 7-1, they're all finishes, i got a belt. I don't know. Like, what What? What do you what need to do, you to do to get into yeah. UFC? Like, i got an awesome manager and they're reading sports like that. You know, manage... 30 something guys in the US more than that now
1: yeah Um. so the door's there like the pathway I think is there.
0: so yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think and, and now because I've had that, like again that's why it's so awesome that I had that loss because it's like like you said you know taking those shots and then being forced to bite down and trade and that sort of thing it's like well how good is that that I've had that now because that's what you're going to get in the UFC. Exactly. Like, you're like,
1: not going to get yep. every... You're not, you're not yep. going to go a fight in the UFC untouched.
0: No, and that's in that, you know, having a, a, a poor performance like that, when that's under the spotlight, and then everyone's like, oh, okay. Like, that's much more to was. Now it's like, no one cares. Like, I'm straight back in. Like, yep. now I just moved on. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's in the past. So it's like another good one. You know, I, I, I sort of... I'm definitely at the point after this one, providing it all goes well, which it will, uh you know, like... I should probably be smart with what I'm trying to do next. I yeah. Know, not just take another fight because I want to fight. Like, but he's it's, it's just taking it, you know, step by step. And
1: and controlling what you can control.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I got all the right people around me. So I just, I, I talk to them and listen to them and go from there and Yeah. Act intuitively, yeah.
1: Well, man, I fucking enjoyed talking to you. I'm really glad that we did it. You too, bro. I, uh, I hope that the next time we do one of these, it's because you signed a UFC contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that you're fucking got a couple belts. And uh, yeah, you're a dude uh, that I've enjoyed following um, through, uh, like a, initially getting hooked up through the guys at Fight Life. yep. Um, yep. I've enjoyed, yeah, kind of watching this process and kind of how it played out and I guess your road to like being here and us talking um, and then just enjoyed the conversation as a whole as well so me too man thanks for being part of it appreciate it it, bro good luck this weekend thank you cheers she done how was it